All right, hello and welcome everyone to oh. the TBD 3P podcast featuring <laughs> Len and yeah. also myself and Pat. Hello, welcome everybody to this is season two, episode sixteen. Um, this might be the You're season on finale, second season already. Yeah, of course. first Weird. season was in the semester. Now it's yes. the summer season. Damn. Basically, when we go back to Pittsburgh in around two weeks. And we do an episode live, that'll be like the start of season three. Um, oh, wow. Basically, the seasons are just like uh, markers of, I don't know, important periods in our in lives. lives. So I'm, I'm thinking like it, when we start going to like having jobs and shit, like there's not going to be clear markers for seasons because like the job just. No, financial quarters. Financial quarters. That's four seasons a year right there. Oh, yeah. Q3, 2023. <laughs> I guess that could work. Or just Season like the seven. actual seasons of the year. That could work as well. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, either way. I, I hate how I thought of financial quarters before I thought of actual seasons. Listen, you're in that mindset. The grind... The grind set. The grind set, exactly. <laughs> and that's no fault of your own. Like it means you're motivated and you're ready. Which is exactly the kind of person that we want to talk to on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, so swag. So swag. <laughs> so I think we should jump right into the, the hardball. Oh, we should curve. do some intros first because we don't know so or just like some acclamations, right? Like uh listen, Alon, before this podcast started I asked you, do you have any questions for our guest, Len, here? Yeah, it was supposed to be kind of funny. I was going to be like, let's, let's start with the curveball questions, and then I was going to ask. So, <laughs> Let, let's start this over, all right? We can cut this out of the podcast. All okay, right? okay. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the second restart, and this is... We have so a guest. We, just... <laughs> <laughs> we have a guest today. Hello, Len. Hey, How are you hey, doing, Len? Len? How's it going? I'm, do- I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, but that doesn't matter. That's we're not the focus of this podcast. We wanna uh-huh. we wanna go deep, knee deep in in a pool of when. Uh, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> <laughs> Is this how? Okay, you know what? I'm. I was looking forward to going back in person. So actually, we should start with that. We're gonna be um. Uh, all gonna be in person in like two weeks, right? Uh, Len, do you know when you're gonna be back to Pittsburgh? August twenty first. August twenty first. Oh, so right away. Moving day. Yeah. I heard that um there was some emails about the elevator availability in the dorm that we're gonna be staying in the dorm, the building, um being oh, yeah. handicapped on that day. So I'm I'm wondering like. How many people are going to be there day one? Um, and I'm thinking it's going to be a lot. So I don't envy you. <laughs> you might have to yeah. deal with some stuff. Um, it'll, it'll be uh, quite quite the experience. Are you? That's why I'm going August 27th. Thank you, Alon. <laughs> Thank you for your input. <laughs> are you? Uh, are you driving there, Len? Yeah, I'll be driving there. Um, my dad and I will drive there with like stuff in the car. Nice. Um, and then we'll be able to move more stuff that way. 
Save on storage costs. Is this how, how you? Is the drive? Oh yeah. How far is the drive? Three hundred something miles, so like five, six hour drive, depending right. on traffic. Five, six hours. Yeah. Does that sound like a long time to you, Alon? I know, like really. your your distances and time frames are um, warped because you're in Texas and everything takes a while to get a place. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like it's farther than Houston, so I guess it's pretty far. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, it's not too bad. You can do that. Like five to six hours. That's around like my airplane that's flight. F- like yeah, that's a flight across the country. Honestly. Um, unluckily for me, I live in a town that's, well, there's no direct flights, like Pittsburgh and Portland aren't big enough to have direct flights between each other. Um, so you're, you're going with your dad, um, is your mom not coming along this time? Yeah, no, probably not. Okay. Um, that way we can fit more stuff in the car. Oh, shit. She's yeah, that big? <laughs> Sorry, that was just a joke. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm sorry, Len. That was a joke. I don't mean Your any. Your mama's of that. so fat. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense. It makes sense. You know, like one person. If I wasn't there, I didn't know where I was going with that. Never mind. Let's skip ahead. <laughs> um, Sounds good. <laughs> um, so like, I don't know what I was gonna say. Oh yeah. Um, I think I saw in the move-in day for the the building that we're gonna be in. There's like, it's the whatever you move in, it's based on what floor. They give you, like, time ranges. Do you know anything about that? Do you have it, like, yeah, planned so, out? When uh, you're going to move in? Sometime in the late afternoon. I don't know when okay. exactly. But pretty much, if you, um... Yeah, depending on what floor you're on, they have, like, a designated move-in time for you. Mm-hmm. So, the, it can hopefully regulate the elevator traffic a little bit. Mm, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Do you plan to arrive there, like, basically in the afternoon um, from your drive? Like, how early do you plan to leave the day of on your car trip? Uh, uh, I think we might leave, like, either um, Friday evening okay. and then stay the night there. Oh, And then okay. move in Saturday and then my dad can drive back. Okay. The next day, or maybe like leave Saturday early morning, and then he might crash. Um, wow! Or one day, something, something to that effect. Okay. We'll we'll figure those details out as the day comes closer, though. That means I'm gonna miss your dad. Oh, for the viewers that don't know, Len and I are gonna be roommates. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't like, think Alon. I don't think that detail is necessary. You can just miss my dad in general. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like and when passing in the night. I was, uh, <laughs> I was just playing. <laughs> and yeah. when when when's the third roommate that uh gonna be coming? Uh, he he might already be in, honestly. But he's he's uh what's it called? He's going there a few days early, I believe, living with a different person. Um mm. and then he'll probably also move in on that. 21st okay. date. So that means yeah, he's, uh, he's getting there a bit earlier. He should be there already when you arrive as well. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that when I arrive, there'll be some people there. And it won't Are be you getting there 
Are you in there early as well on the 21st? No, 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 it won't be the 21st. I'll be arriving in on the 25th, so you'll be a little bit later. Um, One concern that I had before was, like, I think my flight coming in, it's going to arrive in Pittsburgh after, like, anything's open, like, all their offices and stuff. Like, it's going to be after it's closed. So I'm probably going to have to rely on um, somebody letting me in. And I think my Mm. roommate, one of my roommates, should already be there. So hopefully he should be able to provide me with that service. Definitely can take my bed. I mean, maybe this is not the best for the podcast, but yeah, you're welcome to stay in there. (laughs) (laughs) One on center management is listening to this. I don't don't think you can because the rooms are... Like assigned to the individual tenants, right? Right. And so Is they're locked. Yeah, they're yeah. locked. So, for example, one of our three of our other friends we know, one of them is there, but his two other housemates are not there yet, but he cannot access their rooms. I see. Uh, well, yeah. I'm thinking like there's still got to be like a sofa. Oh, there's a couch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think I'll probably just crash there. It's, or at least it's still better than nothing. Yeah. Yes, that's true. I don't want to be sleeping on the streets. Um, I don't know how hot Pittsburgh's gonna be, and pretty dank. Yeah. If if anything, I'm hoping that the heat in Pittsburgh is not gonna be as bad as the heat it's been uh, these past couple days here, um, in the Portland Northwest. I remember the last time we had the last time we had a guest episode. It was with Seaver. It was like uh, around a month ago, and mm-hmm. I was going through another heat wave, and now. Right now, when we're having our third guest episode, I'm going through another heat wave right now with temperatures... Uh, triple digits high. again? Uh, I think it was triple digits, like, yesterday. Or Crazy. Like, it's gonna might be um, in the coming days. It's definitely, like, it's been 90s, which has not been very fun. Um, See, we're not even hitting 90s here. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been experiencing any heat um, over there on the East Coast, Len? Yeah, it's been pretty toasty. Um, I'm getting to, like, low 90s. All right. Um, and stuff like that. But also pretty humid, but not as bad as the Pacific Northwest, I think. Mm. You, you guys, there's, like, fires there, right? So it's also pretty bad, or... Right, except I think the wind is blowing all the smoke like not my way so like the fires are in more of like eastern oregon and then down in like northern california so if they blew the wind the the smoke like westward um then we would be like smothered but i heard that it was like blowing eastward and that some of the smoke has reached all the way to the east coast like have you experienced any of that actually there was a moment in pittsburgh where uh, it was very blurry outside and like hazy. And I think it was from the smoke. Like, okay. if you can imagine yourself back on campus, if you're like at the bus stop at like Forbes and Moorwood, mm-hmm. like you can typically see the Pitt Cathedral of Learning building pretty clearly, right? Mm-hmm. But like on that day, it was just like fuzzy. It was like, it's hard to describe, but it was just like pretty difficult to see what was in front of you. Is it like it was, it was one day in the summer, but it, it, like, it cleared up. It cleared up after like a day. Uh-huh. Or two. Mm. 
Is the is the fuzziness that you were describing? Is it like if you weren't wearing your contacts or like not wearing glasses? That mm-hmm. kind of fuzziness? a little, a little bit. But it was also just like it's almost like if you like are familiar with photo editing, and you just took the contrast bar and like made it pretty small. It was also like it was not just fuzzy, but it was also like kind of just dark mm, and like gray. Well, that sounds depressing. (laughs) When was this? Like, in the summer? There was, like, one or two days in the summer, and it was, like, when, um, I think fires were getting bad somewhere in Canada Mm. or something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must have been, like, around a month ago. Mm. Well, actually, like, this whole summer hasn't been great for fires. Seems like every single year it's like this now. Um, so... Yeah, you were, like, in Pittsburgh for at least the beginning of the summer, right? When yep. starting at the internship. Um, how did that go? So, first of all, like, during your internship, you have you have the, the... You had the ability or the experience of having it remote and in person. Um, mm-hmm. So... How was like those two experiences different? Like, let's first start with the remote part. What was it like in Pittsburgh first? Um, yeah, so I had a pretty healthy lifestyle relative to myself. I was doing pretty well. Um, I'd like wake up at uh, seven fifty in the morning and like try to cook myself breakfast, uh, drink my coffee, poop out my coffee, and then I'd be in the. Uh, the weight room by 9 a.m., right? So I'd, Shit. like, lift, workout and stuff between, like, 9 and 11, come back, shower, eat lunch and stuff, and then I'd be logged on by 12. Mm. And then I'd work from, like, 12 to 8. So the mindset there was I wanted to do a 9 to 5. <laughs> the grind to West Coast time. Mm-hmm. Um, because, well, I didn't have to. And that would just be when, like, most of my teammates were available to ask questions and stuff. So I just kind of wanted to be present with them. Uh, but then what kind of happened was, like, uh, it, it, it got kind of difficult at times because that, like, 6 to 8 p.m. time slot is pretty valuable real estate. And what I mean is, like, you know, when you're working and it's, like, 6 p.m., your friends are, like, out getting dinner, they're hanging out, maybe they're watching a basketball game, stuff like that. But I'm still just, like, logged on and working. So <laughs> my schedule transitioned into something to, like, I would work from 12 to 6, and then I'd just, like, stop and go and hang out with people or do whatever. <laughs> and then I'd come back and, like, work from 8 to 10 or something like that to mm. wrap up the day. Okay. And then the way I kind of saw it was, I was like, you know, you're going to classes in the morning, Come back, take a break, do homework, and call it a night. <laughs> um, and then that went on. That's kind of like how I spent my scheduled, kind of how I scheduled most of my summer. And then I was fortunate enough to make a trip out to the office and get to experience uh, what working in person was like for a week. Yeah. And Wait, we'll get to I... there. We'll get to there. I still have <laughs> oh, um, a few. Okay. So you were talking about. How how regular were you able to keep up with your schedule of um like working out in the morning? Like did you do that every single day or and did you like uh, for at least like 5 or 6 weeks? Oh shit. Damn. Okay. 
That's good. That's like having internship. That's like yeah. The the sixth or seventh week was like when I went to the um in person, mm, and okay. then after that, I've been home. Okay. Yeah. So essentially, the entire duration where I was living by myself, I was pretty consistent with that schedule. There'd That's be days good. where I there'd be days where I slip up, um, and like sleep in, for example. But I would make it up the next day. By like working so, out extra or something. Uh, your internship ended yesterday, yes. correct? Yesterday, so, two, was, days was, two, two days ago. Two days ago. Uh, the, the last work day that was yeah, the, worst. the previous <laughs> most business day. Correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's the same for all of us, right? Yes. Yeah. All right, so you want to do like a postmortem on that? A review it, your Amazon? Int- oh, should I say? Am I allowed to say where it was? I, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> <doesn't> okay. Care. <laughs> um, We're not all like you, Alon. How was your experience? Was your are, experience? Are, you, are you under an NDA or something? He's not, not under an NDA. NDA. Just, he just uh, doesn't want to share it. I don't want to share too many of my personal details. <laughs> Is that why you're nail? I'm not now anymore. But we gave up on that one like a long time ago. (laughs) Nail nail and tap. I don't think I ever committed to tap. I was pat all along because I'm not a weirdo like a lot. (laughs) We we could have been nail and now. Oh, oh shit. That would have been powerful. Might just have to change the title of this podcast. Fuck. (laughs) That could be down. the callback. That's the title of the podcast already. Nell, <laughs> Nell and Nail. Featuring Nell. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, what, what, what am I answering? What, what is this? I think What's a lot that was, of... How was your experience at uh, um, Amazon? Yeah, it was pretty lit. Um, He's not paid uh, to say this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what should I comment on specifically? Well, I mean, I don't know, but highlights, what, what did you like, what didn't you like? Should I talk from, like, a LinkedIn perspective? <laughs> or like, uh, uh, from any, any perspective, you, did you have to piss in a bottle? Did they oh, let you go to the bathroom? No. <laughs> why don't we start, why don't we start with the baseline comparison? How did you enjoy your time at Amazon this summer compared to last summer with yeah, Capital, Capital One? One? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. So I enjoy it a lot better, like magnitudes better. Um, And that's like reputation and finances aside. So like for me as a return intern to Capital One, I like everything balancing out. Like I theoretically, like financially would have been making the same amount, if not just like marginally less than I would have been at Amazon. So what I'm just trying to say is like, finance was less not really a factor wait can i quickly ask a question about that so you're saying as a did you have like a different offer or like better compensation as a return it's it's the same offer but just you know how like you get a bonus so for example we got that uh, relocation stipend for amazon Uh uh-huh yeah same thing for capital one it's just that um as a return for capital one they offered a larger oh um, stipend Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like including that, and then also for my capital one, I would have been in New York, so the cost of living would have been higher. 
Mm. Meaning the salary would have reflected that. I know so, um, since I had um, an offer from Capital One as well, it was like my mm-hmm. one other offer as opposed to mm-hmm. Amazon this summer. I know that for me, I had a basically a decision between that stipend that you were talking about, though a lower amount mm-hmm. since that was the first time, or having like, normally it would be having... Um, Corporate housing? Yes. Did you not have that mm-hmm. option in New York? Oh, yeah. You, you have that option still. Okay. Would it be worth more with the extra stipend as a return intern? Like, yeah, so you would still, it, it, you'd essentially be like getting compensated more. Mm, that makes sense. Okay. Was Capital One in person this summer? No. That makes sense. I don't think a lot yeah. of pe- places were in person and. Yeah, yeah, unless you're, like, a small company or, like, you're, like, un- under 20 people and, like, everyone knows each other by name up and down <laughs> the management rail. And you're able to just be, like, hey, yeah, feel free to come in. There's only people like that or, like, extremely massive corporations like Amazon who are able to, um, like, sustain or, like, what's the word? Maintain? Prepare for? Maintain? I don't know. Um, For hybrid? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, most people weren't hybrid. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you were saying... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That was uh, your your finance perspective. But what about the experience? Oh, yeah. So so that wasn't even the finance perspective. I'm still just building context. (laughs) So what I was trying to say was um, me enjoying Amazon better. Finance wasn't a factor in that enjoyment. Mm, okay. So that was the whole point of me saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, like it wasn't because one paid more. What that like didn't really play a factor in my decision. Um, like I just had a lot better of an experience because my manager was a lot better. Like he had more experience. He was a lot nicer, more chill of a person. He was a lot nicer. (laughs) uh, The biggest thing was like, um, and both managers were cool from Capital One and Amazon, but the biggest thing was like, um, the way the student programs decided to structure their things. So, you know, like Amazon had student programs or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Capital One, they had like program managers, same, same shit, different toilet. Um, for Capital One, for me, they constructed it such that I had one manager, and then I was on a team with several other interns, or two other interns, right? So three interns and one tech manager, mm-hmm. and then you work on your project. Whereas at Amazon, and typically at most companies, um, they structure it such that you are one intern, or maybe two interns, on a legit full-time team. And you're just like working as if you were full time, mm. and that was the biggest thing that made Amazon a lot better for me. Being able to like experience that full timeness and like being treated as a full time uh, was a lot more fruitful and like better for my learning than like being siloed away onto some like quote unquote intern team because like. Capital One, when you're just working with other interns, like, your stuff has no, like, 
any semblance of relation or impact or anything like that to any business need whatsoever. It's, you're just kind of like your own intern thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like at Amazon, I was part of a legit team where people do this for their jobs. And being part of that is like, you get to feel a better sense for like, you know, what does working here look like? I get to feel a better sense of like, how does my code impact some actual business need and stuff like that. Mm. So just, it was primarily the way they structured those things. A lot less so like the culture of either company, my whatever managers or teammates or whatever. It was primarily the fact that, that uh, Amazon being able to be part of a full-time team was a lot better than uh, being put on like a team of interns. Did you... Did you uh... Oh, you ask first. Did you miss the aspect of working with other interns that was available with the Capital One experience? Because it sounds like I know the same experience was for me. I didn't have any other interns in my team, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna assume that you didn't either. So, how did you like miss that part of the Capital One experience? I mean, I didn't miss it too much, but it was like a pro in its own right, uh, like a pro versus con. Um, like the pro of having other interns is like you have more similar aged people, I guess, to just talk about stuff with. Um, and you're working directly on the same problem as someone else. So you get to practice teamwork in that manner. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the benefits of that. Um, whereas like for me, my teammates are all like, I think I'm the only one without a graduate degree. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, they all have grad. grad you could say degrees. without like a degree in general, or actually, yeah, I mean, high school true. degree. Like, yeah, exactly. Like all my everyone on my team, with, like graduate degrees, they're like yeah. buying homes, homeowners, parents, and shit like that. Like, oh, wait, that skews it, very old. <laughs> um, no, I still got along with them very well. It was like we had a great time. We like memed with each other socially. It was actually like pretty fun. Oh. Uh, but it's not for everyone and like not being the exact same age isn't always mm-hmm. that like that is a factor but we still had fun but like yeah so that's one of the benefits of the intern structure sort of um but then the con is i feel like um it's a little less realistic of what work is actually like what work is actually is like you're yes, describing the. Together. You're describing how it was like with Capital One, like with the intern. I'm just talking generally. Okay. Like what? How work is you know, typically in software engineering is like. Yes, everyone is working together on like the same thing, but like, you're working on very different parts of the same thing. Like, you don't have to necessarily be like coordinating with each other all the time, right? Like for the most part, you know what you should be doing. You know what your tasks are. Um, and that's how it was with Amazon. You know, like I had my own tasks. I still asked teammates for help or like coordinated with them to make sure we were on the same page. But for the most part, I'm like doing my own thing. Whereas like the way the intern stru- program was structured for Capital One, it felt like it was a lot more arbitrary teamwork. Like we had to almost step over each other's feet or, like, too many cooks in the kitchen, whatever phrase you want to throw at it. Like, mm. 
you had to do teamwork, but it was also like in the real work yeah. because of the scale or rather lack thereof of what you're working on. It's kind of hard to segregate tasks into different categories for you to work on your own thing. And then like, oh, as an intern, I want to learn new experience things, experience new things and learn new things and whatever, right? Diversify my interests. So then you can really never have true specialization. So I feel like it's just, it doesn't work, end up working out too well. Uh, whereas like with Amazon, it's like you're just a real employee and like you're just, you have your own stuff to do and do it. Mm-hmm. Did you have others a, to make it work? Makes sense. Um, so you said you had like you know your tasks. Or you were working on the same thing, quote unquote. Were you talking about like the Amazon product as a whole, or did you have like a, a project that you were working on specific? Yeah, so I had my specific project, um, and my project sort of like contributed to a product as a whole in a sense. So like I could do it all by myself, um, but there'd be times where I'd like want to make sure that my project would be something that like my teammates could use in the future or, or like it'd be something that's easily understandable or just checking if I'm like doing something in the best way possible stuff like that where I would like work together with them in that manner. yeah I that I understand sense. that like yeah, I feel like my project was similar where it's its own thing within the team I was working on but the things it was involved with would be related with the team where it's like a service that they're maintaining and it's the mm-hmm. thing that I'm working on is just like an additional thing that's separate from the other stuff that they're doing but since it involves a service um, if I had troubles with it it made sense that I was put on this team because then I could ask questions to the team about exactly like, and that's how it's kind of like supposed to be that's how like work is in general right when you become an actual employee you know you're going to be working on your part um, and then it'll later come together with other people's parts to create the bigger product, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the thing is with the Capital One structure, like, there is really no notion of parts. And as soon as you create any notion of parts or any notion of separation, um, assignment of responsibility becomes difficult because then it's like, oh... I want to try this kind of thing I've never done backhand before. Let me do a little bit of that. Let me do a little bit of frontend. Let me do a little bit of whatever. Um, and so it's just with the the small scale of the project, it's like there's not much to separate. And then with the time frame of the internship, it's like there's not enough time to specialize. So that's kind of like why I think it just doesn't really work. Makes sense. So is it too much breath, not enough time. Not enough depth. <laughs> Breath first, not, not depth not, first. Not, 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 not even enough either, TBH. <laughs> not enough either. Uh-huh. It was just... Not enough breadth to create separate tasks and not enough depth to... To specialize. Yeah. So I guess it was just... Uh... Bogo, I fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to make some kind of joke with searches, but I don't even know what other what other search there is. You have any ideas, Lon? <laughs> uh, priority for a search. 
<laughs> okay, terrible. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick, I, Patrick, I know what you were going for. You, yes, that's... Uh, it's like Bogo Sort, I think, is what you I, I was going for Bogo search. Sort, yes, but that's not a search, not, so it doesn't really make yeah. sense, given that we were talking about searches. Funny right. computer science joke moment, haha, <laughs> yay. <laughs> so funny. Did you have, uh, you had to do like a final presentation, right? Yeah. And how'd that go? It was pretty solid. Um, I enjoy presentations. I, I like making slideshows. <laughs> um, that makes one of us. <laughs> Wait, did you have to take, uh, did you take writing for the professions yet? Yeah. Did you enjoy making a presentation for that class? I didn't have a presentation. What? Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Sorry, 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 sorry. I confused that with um the interp about public first problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, no, I have not taken writing for the professions yet. Oh. Oh, man. That's you so, I do plan you... on doing that, like, senior year. <laughs> oh. When I, like, don't care about classes. Damn. Well, that's going to make or, you like... hate your senior year even more, because... Okay. Yeah, well, it's not that bad, but it's, like... Not. It's just like annoying, like exactly busy work, right? That's what I'm saying. So that, that's yeah. why I want to get it out sooner. I'd, I'd rather have that senior year than like some crazy hard class that makes me like suffer everywhere else. <laughs> so is your like schedule more heavier? Like going to be this year than uh, senior year? Well, I think it's just like I'm. Just, I'm just going for balance. Yeah, so like I have two tough CS classes, a tough business class, and then an easy gen. What's your two tough CS classes? I know you have two ten. What's the other one? Two ten distributed systems. Oh, okay. four forty five. No, that's four forty. Four forty. Four forty. I see. Um, I got then... all the numbers on lock <laughs> for systems at least. Yeah, you're doing systems concentration, right? Yeah, I think so. so. Nice. What's your tough business class? Uh, intermediate microeconomics. Mm. So this oh, is like shit. a, <laughs> it's like a, a sophomore level slash late junior level uh, business uh, econ class mm. for my minor. When you were describing um, the Capital One experience, you were using terms like you gave the example of like chefs tripping over each other and then you were talking about mm-hmm. something to scale and then those examples made me think of economies of scale that i learned nice in micro <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that <laughs> same when association you said, when you said chef that made me think and then you said economy that made me think of games theory. and then game theory made me think of games and then connecting that back to chef that made me think of the chef game known as Overcooked. Oh, dude, I just <laughs> made the exact same <laughs> connection! <laughs> that is exactly what I was going to say. Oh my god. I mean, I, I kind of set it up for the alley you was there, you just had to dunk it. Unreal. Crazy. Oh, man. You know what? We're playing that game when we're, when we're getting back. It's on your computer, right? Yeah, hmm. but like... I'm I'm thinking your um Adrian is he going to bring a TV again? Uh well, I have a TV. We, we all we have a one on center TV. There's a one on center TV? Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, everyone gets a TV. 
Wait, everyone? Like, every individual person? Oh. Listen, I want to... I was thinking... I don't actually know if I have enough space in the luggage. I probably don't. But maybe, like, in, like, senior year, when I don't have to bring as much stuff on the flight there, I would, mm-hmm. I'd want to bring, like, a Wii or something. Something, like... Ooh. Oh, retro. Very uh, communal gaming. Um, Wait, uh, you can bring it considering... Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I might be considering getting idea. a Switch for that same idea, like communal gaming. That's true. But then I decided $200 wasn't worth to to just play Smash. Also, are you even going to have time to play just... Smash? Like, think about it. If you're taking I'll your make... classes... I'll make time. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> if something is important enough to you, you will make time. Famous last words. There, there's, there's no such thing as not enough time. It's a matter of how you prioritize. Yes, I think we, we proved that during our freshman years. There's, uh, mm-hmm. there's always time to go out in the middle of the night, do jack walk around. Always comes out of sleep time. <laughs> yes. It's just a matter of... So you just don't prioritize sleep. Easy. It's the the triangle. Yeah. Yes. Is Do you actually believe in that triangle? Like the the yeah. sleep. Yeah. You mean, think that's yeah. actually true? You can only pick two. Yeah. You can pick two, or you can pick to be in the middle of the triangle and just be okay at all of them. Or just garbage at all of them. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's that's that, 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 that too. That's <laughs> it's a it's a balancing act, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, most people think it's pick two, but in reality, it's like pick any uh, real point between those boundaries. Yeah, it's like a frontiers curve. Fuck. Okay. Uh... What the <laughs> fuck? What's that? <laughs> what? Oh, can you say we're that too small brain for that's him? A, that's a, that's an economics term. Uh... Oh shit! Hey, I've invested. Listen, he might listen. He <laughs> might learn that in intermediate microeconomics. So. Uh-huh. That's true. That's true. Frontier yeah. first. That sounds. That sounds like some kind of new internet service from Frontier. <laughs> no, the the what's his name? The I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, you're yeah, just the, talking the about the PPC. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking. About. Oh, I don't no, know what it sounds. What's a PVC? So fancy. That's it's just a the Frontier spirit. <laughs> Production possibility Frontier. Oh, I'm going to act like I know what that is, because I don't know what that is, and I don't care what that is. Um, let's go back Thank to... Thank you, Patrick, for that contribution. <laughs> let's go back to um, <laughs> your... The... Pareto, that's what I was going to say, for the Pareto Frontier. Oh, I, I, I remember that. Same thing, same concept. Okay, hey, business majors, all right. <laughs> To something relevant now. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you had to do uh, a presentation as well, Lon. Like, how how did that go? Yeah, it went alright. I kind of so I went to Hawaii in the middle of my internship, uh, and then I came back and I realized that I, had, I was super far behind and had no idea what I was doing, and I had two weeks to do it. Mm. Um, and not even two weeks; it was like a week. Mm-hmm. So, I uh, yeah, actually, I mean, with all that in mind. Pretty good. You know, I'm quite proud of, of what I accomplished in my my one week of was uh no sleep. was your presentation in that last week? 
Yeah, it was in uh, my second to last day. So oh, okay. When when did you yeah. fix? So I know, like before you went on your before and during your whole Hawaii trip, you were wrestling with this really bad and unfixable issue. Um, mm. And I know it was plaguing you at the beginning of that last week as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking at these chat logs right now between <laughs> me and you. Um, I remember we talked about it in the last in the episode um, where we you came back from Hawaii. Um, and wait, no, no, there's a whole two weeks after Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. That, two weeks after Hawaii, yeah. yeah, yeah, and you were like getting. Like anally destroyed by that bug in that second yep, last yep. week. Right? <laughs> when did I, you? Uh, I, <laughs> I conceded defeat, uh, and my mentor and I hopped in a voice call and spent four hours between uh, five p.m. and nine p.m. Pacific figuring out this bug. Which was this on the last week? Like which day? This was on Monday on the last week. Hmm. And uh, this is where you figured basically, it out. Yeah, he basically. Figured it out for me, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, was, I mean, in the it? end, it, uh, I mean, do, we, do you really want me to say on the podcast? Was, um, uh, if, is it, is it a, like a long explanation? Like, I know it was like your tests were failing. Was it yeah, a stu- so, was it a stupid issue? Like a stupid... I mean, I think it was pretty stupid, but I mean, it, it was not a very easy fix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I then... had to implement a, a new serializer. Okay, uh, that's not that bad then. Because the flink, uh... and I don't mean that bad as in like not hard. I mean like it's not <laughs> like it was a one-line bug or something that yeah, screwed yeah. you over for a week. No, no, it was not a one-line bug at all. Okay, uh, well, there you go. Yeah, it it was like uh, an artifact with the stream processing platform that we were using. Um. Okay, I think that's enough technical details. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too much. <laughs> Yeah, I think I had, I had some good stuff for for the presentation at least, so I didn't look like a complete idiot, even though it was completely idiotic what I <laughs> did throughout the course of my internship. Um, yeah, but we're here to talk about Len. So Len, Hello. Um, let's see, what were we saying before? You were presentation, no your project. <laughs> oh yeah, I did uh, a presentation. Yes, yes. So uh, how how did you like your project? Uh, see, Patrick and I have frequently talked about how much we hate software engineering. Uh, ah. I, <laughs> I have a similar <laughs> opinion, and uh, in, with that regard, how did you like your intern? Uh, I like software engineering is not bad. Oh. That's just because my expectations are lower. Like, you guys mm. probably dislike it because like you can't apply what you learn in school and stuff like that. Uh, it's not very, I think like, you think too highly of me. I just think <laughs> it's tedious and fucked yeah, yeah that's, i mean that's just kind of my expectation i mean like i that's just kind of the reality of the industry as a whole in my opinion like unless you're doing like unless you're some phd level this person you're not going to be doing anything that's extremely or particularly excited uh exciting um but yeah like my project was pretty solid I got to do stuff in Java, which I didn't know how to do before. Which I feel like is a pretty applicable skill. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't anything too fancy. I made like a library to integrate onto an existing service. Um, 
I didn't push it to prod or anything, but I just made like a proof of concept. Um, the whole time, uh, it, it was always like mm, not too big in scale, but also not too small. So I like didn't feel too stressed throughout the internship, which is pretty nice. That's good. Um, but yeah, like don't have too much to complain about. Um, uh, oh, another reason why I think I liked Amazon a lot in general. Uh, I was I wrote a design document for mm, my project, yeah. so like not just right, not just like being given an assignment and doing it. I kind of like defined my own assignment in a way. Mm-hmm. And I'm someone who prioritizes or like really values autonomy. Uh, that's that is core to like lots of my behaviors. So whether that's like why I wanted to go back this semester and didn't want to stay at home, or even why I don't like HelloFresh and prefer to pick my own things at the grocery mm-hmm. store. Like I just uh, I really value autonomy and um, being able to have my own say in how certain things uh, were made and stuff like that. Like it was also pretty nice. Um. So yeah, I mean, like, my take on software engineering is, like, would I rather be watching movies or playing basketball than doing software engineering? Probably. (laughs) There's lots of things I would be rather doing, but I feel like I have the skill set suited for it, you know? Not bad at coding and pretty organized, good at communicating between people and stuff like that. Mm. Um... And it's a not too demanding job that yields a very lavish lifestyle, a very comfortable lifestyle. You know, like you're not putting your own physical body on the line or anything. You're not putting yourself in danger. It's not like, um, it's not like you're serving the military or like in like manual labor or anything. So that's already a big plus. Mm-hmm. And like, really, uh, let's see, that's why we're in it. Considering the salary you're getting as someone with just a bachelor's degree, like you're easily able to start saving up early and like having a pretty comfortable lifestyle compared to a lot of other people. Mister got to work a week in Hawaii and shit like that. <laughs> like, I don't know. So I mean, it's not the most entertaining thing in the world, obviously, but I feel like it a job that I don't hate doing, and um. I feel like I'm. I have the skills suited for it, and that's all I can really ask for. Wow! Listen, yeah. Len, you're talking very logical. Me and Lon, <laughs> we like to complain, and you know. <laughs> Listen, uh, what, you said you said one thing that I agree very strongly with uh, is that it's, it's not a lot of things to put in, and you get a lot out of it. <laughs> I do not feel like I'm putting in six figures worth of work. But well, okay, so that, um, the, the 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 other aspect is. As an intern, you're not meant to be putting in six figures worth of work, but once you like become full time, like you'll probably start working a lot harder. Because with internships, you're only able to put in, you're only able to invest in so much into an intern, and they can only give you back so much, right? Because the time frame is very limited and stuff like that. And the whole purpose of internships from a company is not to get valuable work out of you. <laughs> like, 
if they wanted to get valuable work of you out of you, they wouldn't give you an internship. They'd just hire you. <laughs> um, the full core purpose of internships is for companies to build talent pipelines between schools. So, you know, you always have lots of new hires coming in. You always have new talent and stuff like that. And then when you become full-time, life gets hard. You get put on call and stuff. And page oh, for you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and stuff like that, right? So, like, that's another thing. What we know to be sweet, at least in terms of difficulty or scale or whatever, is probably not the most, most realistic, like, taste. And I feel like that's a misconception that people have a lot, especially when you get these, like, super smart CMU kids who are used to doing, like, a lot of work and, like, suddenly the internship is lightweight and they're not used to that. They're like, I'm doing easy stuff and getting rewarded for it. it there's sort of like a, a short circuit in the brain almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, uh, if you just take a step back, like it's kind of like, you're the reason you feel weird for doing six-figure work because you don't feel like, because in reality is like, you're probably not doing six-figure work yet. True that. But the that. whole purpose is like, Eventually, you'll be enticed to join them so that you will start doing six figure work. Dude, the last two weeks of my internship, though. I yeah, mean, what happened? Why? Why did you just suddenly like? <laughs> <laughs> I realized that <laughs> watching YouTube videos for eight hours every day and not doing anything is not a <laughs> not gonna cut it. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that that'll do it for you, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I had never pulled an all nighter before this uh, really yeah ever yeah ever and not once in my life i feel like you're the what, what constitutes as an all-nighter like you going to bed before there. sunrise is not an all-nighter so if it's like if even if you can see the light outside and the sun is not up i don't call it mm, so, okay usually it's uh 6 a.m is when i call it quits so and that's not an all-nighter. That is not, I do not consider that an all-nighter. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't consider that an all-nighter. Either. All-nighter is like if you go straight, like, I guess, 24-plus hours without sleep or something like that. Mm-hmm. Dude, it was bad, man. Uh, Sunday to Monday, I didn't sleep. And then I had, a, I had to get blood drawn, right? Jesus uh, Christ, what, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> So, <laughs> Hold on, I just want you to know in the kindest way possible, I'm judging you very hard. <laughs> I went, I went, <laughs> what the hell? I, I went to the doctor. Oh my god, it was horrible. I fainted when I <laughs> when getting my blood drawn. Uh, it, uh, the last thing I heard it was like Eastern Green. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> I woke up in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, oh, fuck, I can't see anything. <laughs> What's going on? Um, and after you really, that, you really can't make this stuff. Happen. I, I had to, I had, I had to wait out for a bit, uh, and then I got up, and then I was like, okay, time to pee in a cup. Here you go. <laughs> because I, it was a two-part appointment. It was blood drawn and then pee in a cup. Wait, what so, is this for? Is it like I thought when you're saying blood drawn, I, you were donating blood? No, no, I, I, have, I changed doctors, so they need some. Oh what? Really? Uh, I don't know. It's like uh, it, it was like a routine thing. Like I have That's a doctor's weird. appointment tomorrow. Well, well, like I've changed doctors. I think I don't think I had to get blood drawn or pee in a uh, 
Uh, oh, yeah, it's like a, a <laughs> they're entering you into the database. <laughs> the <laughs> government's back are. at it. <laughs> uh-huh. dun, dun, dun. And then I had to, and then I came home, and I, I was right back to work <laughs> until yeah. 11 p.m. when I finally saw. Did your bar. doctor comment on your lack of sleep? No, actually, I accidentally told him that I slept. Um, I didn't mean to. She asked. She asked how, how big my dinner was, uh, and I was like, "Yeah, there's nothing out of the ordinary, you know. I had like my dinner. I went to bed, and I'm like, oh fuck, no, I didn't." <laughs> that was a lie. Yeah. Wait. So, like, technically, all the effort that you did pulling through was the all night nothing. was for nothing because my mentor told me how to do it. Mm. Yeah. Um. But then. Uh, I ended up pulling another all-nighter to finish the project. So, I, and I actually technically didn't finish because I was supposed to. Uh, Listen, I, was I didn't finish to either. Take but, a, yeah. a prod, some prod code, and then change it to use my whatever I did, and then put it in uh, the dev cluster. But I didn't do that, so my project remains undone. But people think. That I did a good job, and that's what that really matters. <laughs> that is exactly what matters. Yeah, I think Len said you like you didn't fully finish, also, right? Or did you finish I mean, I, like according? I to mean, you? I met I I kind of like met all the defined goals, but I didn't push the prod. But that I don't think that expectation was on me in the first place. Okay, I think I was the worst of you two. Like I definitely didn't finish, but no. it still turned out. All right, so I'm not. There we go. Yeah. See, under deliver, under promise. That's the <laughs> that's the way. I think I was over promising. I was at the last three weeks really stalled me. Like I think I could have, if it wasn't for the last three weeks, I was on track to do more than <clears throat> what happened the last up. three weeks. I got stuck with issues. It's kind of like what. Um, Alon faced um, except it wasn't like whole weeks it was more of like one issue popped up and then it took me a day or so and then another one and they kept popping up until like mm-hmm. around the start of the last week where to the middle of the last week where it wasn't more it was still like issues but it was also more there was more setup involved than originally thought because like the the documentation of what I had to do was um and what i expected to have to do was kind of inaccurate incomplete so there was actually more than what me and my manager and mentor had like expected um and then that just like stalled everything so that's kind of what happened um yeah everything's and, happened though yeah did you ever pull an all nighter len like that constitutes your definition of an all nighter um, for like the internship. Well, not or the internship, in but just in general. Uh, yeah, I definitely have pulled on hangers. <laughs> definitely. Um, how how many is it like a common enough probably, occurrence? It's decently. Well, it's it's just like <clears throat> when when things get tough. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, like I'll, I'll I'll do it when things get tough, but I I, mean, I, I generally try to avoid it. Yeah, it is not a good experience. 
Yeah. Um, but sometimes when we're calls for it, yeah. I really hope to never have to be put into that situation. I have not had to do an all-nighter yet. Um, Actually, and- no, my first all-nighter is when I was coming back from Hawaii because they canceled my flight and I had to wait <laughs> till the morning. Right. But you weren't doing work the whole time, were you? Yeah. I guess I, I will also exclude that from my definition. I'll say I have to be working at the same time. <laughs> mm, okay. So like an all-nighter of like partying doesn't count? Yeah, you're right. I should count that, right? I don't know. It's a flex. It's a work in progress. A work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it flushed out later on, you know? Solid. Um, let's Let's focus now more on the... We mentioned you went in person. So what happened uh, on the Seattle, the escapade that you had to Seattle? Um, so it doesn't have to be like internships specifically related. Did you see other people? Like who else was there in Seattle that you met with? Um, you met with a good amount of people. Mm-hmm. Um, were they all like Amazon people as well? Or were there other people at different companies yeah. for other reasons there? A little bit, a little bit of everything. Oh. Let me let me look through my photos and retrace my steps. So you get a um, number, Mister Worldwide. <laughs> he's met with too many so, people. He's just, he's just socializing all over. Sure. So, <laughs> um, I got there like Friday night. Okay. And so, I had been traveling with one of our friends named Herdesh. Mm. Um, we like got a hotel together, which is pretty cool. Nice. Um. And that made, like, traveling a lot less lonely. Kind of did some, like, on... So Friday was just a travel day. We flew in pretty late. Mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday, um, we did a lot of, like, the basic white girl touristy kind of things in Seattle. Uh, seeing the city, going, like, up on skyscrapers, going to, like, a farmer's market, stuff like that. On Sunday, um, we met up with a handful of girls and also one of my other housemates Andrew um, one of them two, my housemate Andrew and one of the girls is an Amazon intern and then two of them were interns for other companies but they were just like they lived in the Washington State area uh, and so mm. they were kind enough to give us a ride to um, Mount Washington National Park where we did some nice light hiking as a group which was pretty fun I think um, I know who. Yeah, you know them. Is, this, yeah. <laughs> this, this was Crystal and Nita and Lisa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it was really. <laughs> they're all. Um, they're all CS, or except for Anita. Yeah. And but yeah, it was they're, Andrew, they're, Andrew, I think, is CS, right? Yeah, he recently transferred in, yeah. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, so yeah, they were very kind, drove us pretty far. And, we did some different things. We like stopped by some lavender farms. Lavender is pretty big in Washington, apparently. Um, hiked up this one mountain trail. Pretty funny. When we got to the peak, I got a text that was like, welcome to Canada. <laughs> what? <laughs> like we some automated have, text? Yeah. Yeah, like I can. I have a screenshot. Let me read it out. Welcome to Canada. As talk, text, and data is included in your domestic plan, you'll have no additional charges while roaming. High-speed data is up to 0.5 gigabytes a day. 
What? If you need help, visit www.vzw.com slash blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, I got an automated text from Verizon that was like, oh. you're now considered like roaming fees. <laughs> that far north? Because, yeah, it was, yeah, we were very close to Canada. Oh, okay. Um, And then after that, we found like a, a lake to walk around, some forests, and just like generally nature things. So that was pretty cool. Hmm. So that was um, Sunday. Then on Monday, uh, I just kind of worked at the office. We got some ice cream, Pradesh and I. Um, Courtesy of Amazon? Yes, actually. Uh, Nice. Yeah, our our meals were expensed. Um, I met up with one of my friends, Mega. Uh, Mm -hmm. She kind of showed me around her office. Because I was in a different building. So that was pretty cool. Um, then on Wednesday, I believe, uh, we went to do some more basic touristy white girl things. Uh, Crystal joined the lawn, so it was me, Herdesh, and Crystal. Uh, on Thursday, I got some bubble tea. I actually got bubble tea twice that day. I was kind of sick of it. Um, I got it it once with these two other Amazon people. They're also CS people are yours, Devanchi and Mega again. Um, I don't know. Later, CMU. Oh man, I think I've recognized (laughs) everyone so far. Let's go. uh, Later that. All right, this is where you. I'll trip you up, Patrick. Uh oh. Later that night, I met up with some friends from church. Fuck off. Um, (laughs) uh, Caleb. Uh, Caleb, Noah, Victoria, and Esther. Um, these are all people who are like graduated. Some of them didn't go to CMU. Some of them were from Pitt. But yeah, they they're like from the Seattle area. So I got to meet up with them, and they took me to like uh, this night view place that was really cool. And we got Korean fried chicken. That was pretty lit. Whoa. It was very cool. Um. Whoa. And then I think Thursday or Friday might have been day off. Um. And then after that Saturday, I went thrifting with another friend. Oh, wait, no, one of the days, I missed one. One of the days uh, I met up with, I got barbecue dinner with, um, I don't think you guys would know them, but just some older guys in SIGEP, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I lost over Were they, oh, SIGEP, like, I didn't have they were CMU as well? Yeah, so yeah, CMU. One was an Alaska Airlines intern, and one was also an Amazon intern. Mm. Uh, so that was pretty fun. Yeah, so then back to s- Saturday. Went thrifting. Um, thrifting is pretty cool. I was never into it before, but starting to get into it. Then, what does that mean, like thrifting? Uh, so just going to stores to buy clothes, except the stores you go to are like selling secondhand clothing. Okay. And then also on Saturday, um, I met up with a certain Mason Loyette and Steve Dahlgren. Oh, hey. uh, hey, one of the featured on the podcast. <laughs> we, 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 got a, we got dinner together, um, hung out with Steve a little bit. It was pretty cool. We like walked around the lake, we just talked about life, and also got ice cream again. Um, and the podcast, <laughs> and the podcast. He actually, we actually did briefly talk about the podcast. Oh, what did <laughs> like he mention? He just it? Mentioned, 
oh. he, he just mentioned he was on it and i was like oh what the heck <laughs> um and then yeah sunday was a travel day and then i went back to pittsburgh oh, damn so, yeah busy Eventful. man i was uh it's a whole week so I, yeah I, I was just like scrolling through my camera roll as i was talking mm. right then so mm. that explains why you mentioned the bubble tea <laughs> two <laughs> times <laughs> double yeah. the bubble tea yes yeah, how was that what was the mask situation like people wearing masks the friends wearing masks uh, so if, if you you're masks? vaccinated um if, if you're vaccinated uh, and you like uploaded your information to the Amazon system um, you could get like some sort of special badge. It wasn't a special badge. It was like a sticker that you put on your badge to notify that you're allowed to not wear a mask. Otherwise, you have to wear a mask in the office. Um, yeah, so for the most part, people weren't wearing a mask because they had like vaccinated and stuff like that. People were pretty lenient with masks. Like, not many people were wearing masks just in general in the public. Um, but this was also, I also went when, like, things were pretty good. Mm. Like, it was about maybe three weeks after, four weeks after, where, like, Delta started hitting mainstream media again, I'd say. Like, when I had gone to Seattle, Delta was still, like, WeChat level media. So, like, <laughs> it got to the concerned Asian parent level, but it mm. hadn't gotten to the concerned Karen level yet. Uh, so things were still pretty good COVID wise, but uh, yeah, I like your I like your level designations, Karen level, <laughs> certain WeChat. Yeah, I mean, like in terms of uh, how quickly one gets COVID information, I definitely put WeChat at the top of the list, mm. above the CDC and Fauci himself. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> nah, but yeah, so, yeah, so I was I was hearing a lot about it too. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So it was it was pretty fun. Um, yeah, and I had never been to the, I had never been to the Pacific Northwest before. Mm. So that was the first. Um, that was pretty cool. I like the weather there in the summer a lot. But I hear the winters are rough. I mean, mm. yeah, could be. It depends on what you think rough is. Like, what is a rough winter? Uh, it's just like sad and depressing and cloudy and rainy all the time. I mean, oh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, At least, yeah, doesn't it snow in like New Jersey? Like, I feel like the oh, Northeast no. oh, yeah, gets it, it, it way does. worse than the Northwest. Yeah, we probably have worse snow, but like, at least there's sun. I mean, we get um, snow as well in the Northwest. No, at, at, least there's, at least there's sun. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got in, snow. In, in, in Seattle specifically, mm-hmm. it's like known for having the most cloudy days in America or something like that. Mm. Um, and, like, because of that seasonal depression and, like, lack of vitamin D is, like, like genuine health issues oh, uh, that exist in that city because of the weather. Do you, so, like, it's not just, like, me yeah. complaining or about generalizations or something. Do you find yourself affected by, like, that kind of stuff where it's too many clouds um, that, like... You really relish sunshine. Uh, sunshine is pretty important. I do enjoy photosynthesizing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
I knew you were a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here's a question. If you were a plant, what plant would you be? It's a terrible question. Um, How about you answer that first? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What would you be, Elon? A a redwood tree. Yeah. <laughs> what what a good I, answer, huh? I would want I would want to be a sunflower. Mm. I feel like a sunflower is the plant equivalent of a golden retriever. And I want to be a golden retriever. You want to explain why is a sunflower like a golden retriever? I really have no explanation. Oh, okay. <laughs> what about you, Patrick? What, what plant would you be? Um, I would be an eggplant because I'm a dick. Wow. Hey, Was that the answer you were expecting? Uh, no. <laughs> but it's still, it's still one we deserved. Is there a such thing as a goose plant? What? For Gus. Is that supposed to be a joke? Because that's not very I think funny. It was. He's a goose, Hi. right? I want to. I'm trying to cater to our listener. Well, <laughs> I think you're alienating him. Instead, you're pushing him away because that was terrible. What goose plant? Well, Gustavo. What kind of joke what? is that? A goose plant? Gustavo, you, when are you moving you, into Owen on Center? <laughs> do you not know anything about Gus at all? Huh? He goes by Goose. I He's know. Pictures of Goose. I know that. I know that. We know that a lot. I'm just saying, Goose Plant makes no sense at all. It's a real thing. There's such a thing as Goose Plant. What? Really? Is it spelled like Goose Plant? Yeah, look it up. Goose Plant. No, I searched up Goose Plant, and there's no Wikipedia article. So there's I already Goose Plant. Exactly. <laughs> You're lying. What the fuck? Trying to save Goose face here. plants are often rank-smelling, and the number of species have leaves that resemble the foot of a goose. If there's That's no Wikipedia article, if there's no Wikipedia article, it's not real. So goose. No, here, here. The goose plant is from South Africa, native to the Andean region of South America, is the most economically significant goosefoot species, and is grown commercially for its nutritious seeds. Okay. Seems well, very nutritious, guys. So, quin- oh, so you quin- eat quinoa is a <laughs> quinoa is a kind of um, goosefoot. Mm. Eat them out. Yo, uh, <laughs> yeah, moving on. Listen, <laughs> Gustavo, Listen. if you liked this whole segment of the podcast, you can leave a comment and say I enjoyed he, this. He, he should. Patrick, uh, if you didn't should, like it, also Patrick, leave a comment. Yes. He should fill out this Qualtrics survey by the end of this week, and then he can get a phone tool icon. Oh, yes. <laughs> did you try and do anything with phone tool? Like, did you go for badges and shit? Phone I tool, mean, by I the got... way, is like a like a, a badge thing on for Amazon people. Ooh, you get a badge? Yeah. Wait, is it only for your employment at Amazon? Yeah, well, no, like it's, it's, not, it's not getting a. It's essentially a sticker system where you get awarded yeah. virtual stickers. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it literally is. <laughs> you lose your stickers at the end of the relationship, then. I mean, uh, you lose your. You can't wear them. You lose your whole profile. <laughs> so mm. yeah, your account gets deactivated. Wait, that means so, Jeff lost I, I, all his I'm, I'm stickers. Excited. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. I'm excited to see Alon. 
and go through Amazon stuff next. All right. Yeah. Oh, What's your start date? Right. My start date is the first day of school, August That's 30th. That's so painful. Well, I don't have class the first day of school, so. Uh, yeah. Oh really? Well, you just have you just have four fifty one. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Did you get signed up to the four fifty one Piazza? I got a notification yep. for that. And the grade scope too. Mm, yes. Nice. Okay. That's enough four fifty one. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Seattle trip. Uh, I think. Uh, did you talk about? So how was like the Amazon building itself? Like. Oh, it was pretty nice. I mean, it was just a pretty standard corporate building. Um, but there's like several Amazon buildings that take up like the entirety of a certain neighborhood of Seattle. The Amazon um, neighborhood? Essentially. Like wow. this it's not just like one building, it's just like an entire neighborhood that's just like Amazon offices mm-hmm. and restaurants that cater to said Amazon employees. <laughs> um yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's it's essentially like you can just imagine it. It's very similar energy to a like a floor of gates, for example, right? Like people have offices. There's like kitchenettes, um, a bathroom. I I don't have to piss in a bottle, fortunately. <laughs> Unlike some of my fellow employees, um, stuff like that. Um, except the only difference between like the Amazon offices and, like, a floor of gates is, like, um, instead of, like, closed-door offices, it's much more, like, open space desks to work at, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, How many... What was, like, the people there? Was it mostly interns? uh, Depends on where you went. Uh, So, like, then... In my building, it was like a pretty small building. It's just five floors, and so there were only like two, three other, or like under ten people in the entire floor for me. Mm-hmm. Um, not many people, so lots of people working from home. But like, if you go to like some of the bigger buildings, and like the more HQE buildings, for lack of a better term, there would be like tons of interns there, like just straight a week energy, like. <laughs> Hi, my name is XYZ. I go to UC Berkeley. <laughs> Stuff like that. Like, <laughs> there there, there, there was de- definitely a lot of like interns for sure. Mm. It's just so it depends on what building you would go to. Um, Wait, mentioning yeah. that where you you said it's like a week, I want to ask you as a general question. So mm-hmm. a lot of times with these orientation type things, you have to give a fun fact about yourself. Um, what is your go-to fun fact that you share about yourself? <laughs> oh my god, this question, man. <laughs> this is actually, Patrick, an omega big brain transition into another topic. Okay. I don't know if this is intentional. Probably not. But my Probably go-to not. Fun fact, <laughs> my, my, my go-to fun fact is that I compete on the men's varsity track and field team at University. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, that was... That. Shit, that was an unintended transition, but you know that was a good that's, transition. That's kind of big I'll take credit for it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> did you actually use? Did you say that? Like whenever? Yeah, so that's that's typically what I. I mean, okay. it depends on who who the fun fact is for. Mm. But that's what I've been saying for Amazon because I feel like in a demographic of software engineers, being athletic is kind of fun. 
<laughs> Everyone's a fat fuck. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, people are like surprised. Like in Seattle or like in Pacific Northwest in general, like people are very fit. Like they all love like hiking. And Wait, everything. does that mean like people in New Jersey are not? No, is it like a different kind of thing? Just like the notion people in of Texas or Texas size. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the the notion of outdoorsy activities is a okay. lot less important. For us, it's much more of a sit by the beach, as a like the the a, a very like stereotypical gross generalization activity is to go to the beach for me, New Jersey. I'm mm. like by the shore and stuff, Jersey Shore, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. Whereas, like a stereotypical thing for someone in the state of Washington could be like going hiking with their yeah. Nalgene water bottle. Mm. Wearing Patagonia, stuff like that. <laughs> well, I feel um, like you're in a specific demographic as well. Like, it seems like everybody enjoys going hiking. Like, it, it's like the most safe thing you could say to try and flesh out your personalities. Like, uh, I like going fair, hiking. Fair. <laughs> I, I feel like that's what a lot of people do. <laughs> it is a very, it is yeah. very safe. And um, it's like, but yeah, oh, so I mean, oh. if I'm, if my fun fact is for other things, I, so, I don't know, sometimes. Uh, it depends, dude. I don't have any go-to. You know what team. you should say is your fun fact. You could say, um, "My friends." I did a podcast. Oh, I was a guest on <laughs> a pod. That could be. Podcast. That could be one fun fact. I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna say, <laughs> you, "My friends sometimes call me Mister Worldwide." So call me Pip. Oh, okay, that was like. I was trying to what? get the connection with Mister Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? what We're going back to the original transition. The original transition about you being a track and field. Um, you said like <laughs> basically all your times um, morning, like working out and stuff. Is that like to maintain shape for what you're gonna do, um, like as a uh, yeah athlete? Yeah, it was it was mainly that. I'm just like trying to stay in shape for the uh, coming season. Also, just like for personal health and stuff like that. Mm, okay. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and you're still doing it the... this coming season, right? Yeah. Right. So, how long have you been doing track and field stuff? I heard you were like really good in high school. I mean, not that you aren't now. Just uh... no, I'm pretty <laughs> trash now. I'm like <laughs> you were really good. <laughs> I'm well past my prime. Um, yeah. So I started in like middle school. It started when. I don't know if you remember, but on the Nintendo DS, there was this game. It was like Sonic vs. Mario Olympics. Uh-huh. Um, you could do all sorts of like different events, and one of the events was the throwing events. More specifically, the hammer throw. If you're not familiar with the hammer throw, it's the one where it looks like a ball at the end of a chain, and then you spin in circles like four times and toss this ball in a chain. It's a pretty um, useless hammer. It's not a chain. It's not an actual hammer. I don't know why it's named that. It's actually a wire attached to an iron ball that's 16 pounds. Um, but yeah, it's. The, I, I just thought that was like cool. Um, so when then I heard that my middle school had track, I was like, yo, that's lit. I want to do that. Um, little did I know that's not available at the middle school or high school available because it's too risky like you might kill someone <laughs> so is that an actual event like called hammer throw 
Like where's yeah. a ball it's, on a... It's in the, it's in the Olympics. Oh. It's, I it's never not... knew that. Yeah, he's probably seen videos of it before, just not knowing what it's called. Yeah, um, well, I don't remember ever seeing anything with, like, the ball is attached to a wire or, like, a chain. Yeah, that's it's a what wire. You're describing. Okay. Um, Interesting. But yeah, so I just thought that was cool. But then they had other things like shot put and discus. Um, and then I, I just, I was, I've always been like decently tall. Like I hit my growth spurt pretty early. So kind of had that going. I wasn't half bad. And then it just kind of became fun. But it was always like a secondary thing to basketball. I had grown up playing basketball and stuff like that. Um, but yeah. And then I got bad at basketball. I got cut from the school team freshman year. Oh, fuck. <laughs> or after freshman year. <laughs> Rather, I didn't make it sophomore year. Um, so I turned to track to specialize. And then uh, I got pretty okay at track. Mm-hmm. And okay enough to do it in college. And now that I am in college, uh, I care a lot less about it. Uh, because the reality of corporate america has taken more of a priority in my life and society and doing school and just being a functioning adult instead of a athlete because if i wanted to be good at track at the collegiate level i don't think i'd be able to maintain a cs degree or like um get the internships that i've gotten not that it's not possible, just I don't think I'm, it's just way too much effort. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the triangle, like you mentioned earlier, some something has to suffer. So for me, track's been suffering a lot. But uh, yeah, for me now, it's sort of like a lot less of a competitive thing. Uh, but so like I'm doing a, a lot less because I want to be the best. Now, I still enjoy competing a lot and I still want to get really good but not quite to the extent that it was in high school. Um, and otherwise, it's just like a fun community that I'm part of, and it's a good way to stay in shape. And I've had a lot of friends from there, and it's something that I'm pretty good at. Mm-hmm. Um, for the quantify goodness for the track folk out there, uh, aka maybe Gus's cousin who was listening, I don't know. Cousin. Is Gus bussin' or is he gussin'? Or is he guzzling? Oh, no. Ayo, sus. Among Us? Among Us. Okay. Back on too far. Actually, I don't know if I've said this before, but there's like a title, there's like a New York Times article from like the 90s or like the 80s. It's like, um, it's it's essentially saying like there was disharmony between like United States um uh Jewish people and like the state of Israel or something like that. Um, but the way they phrased the headline was discord among U.S. Jews causes whatever, right? Uh, but if you read that out if you read that out in text (laughs) discord among us Jews (laughs) you're just stuck there being like 
what is discord among us and Jews having content? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's talking about how like the Jewish people in the United States are like, yeah, this our generation is screwed. Anyway, to quantify, <laughs> um, I guess if I was good or not, um, in high school, uh, the cold hard facts was my PB in this case is 172 feet roughly, or 171 feet and something inches. And PB in shot put is 51 feet and one inch. Um, that's the cold hard facts. To quantify that with a bit more flourish, uh, I'm a school record holder at my high school. Oh, okay. Um, pretty consistently placed first in most meets at the conference slash region level. It's probably top 10 to 20 in the state. Um, definitely good enough to walk on to like a local division one school. So for people in New Jersey, like probably could have walked on to like Montclair, Ramapo, Monmouth, stuff like that. Um, but not to like get a full ride scholarship or anything. Um, mm. I was able to make nationals my senior year. Uh, and I placed third in the emerging elite division of discus. Ooh. Um, so yeah, that was that. So that's the more flourish if you don't understand the cold heart numbers. Um, yeah. That uh, is very impressive. That was pretty much my entire personality in high school. Um, the sad reality is that even though it's like, oh, athlete, this athlete, that, um, primary motivation <laughs> was that, and now this is the try hurt Asian in me. The primary motivation for getting good at track was uh, the possibility that it might help with college applications. (laughs) 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 And it looks like it worked. Yeah, Yeah. it worked pretty damn well, actually. (laughs) So now what I mean by that is, so the Division three recruiting process is a little bit tricky. Um, It's a little bit weird because Division three schools are not allowed to give scholarships or anything, so I'm still paying like any other student would. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no like formal advantage in um, the admissions process. So when you look at a D1, D2 school, if you're a recruited athlete, um, you just, as long as you have some like bare minimum GPA or bare minimum SAT, we're talking like 1000 SAT or like 2.0 GPA in high school. Like High bar. you're good to go. Um whereas as a division three athlete, um, you're evaluated just like any other student. The way I think about it is just whenever the admissions officers so what happens is like the coach will have a list of students that they want to recruit and they can give that to the admissions officer and then they can see like, oh, this student uh is getting recruited. And all that really does is it adds a blue check mark to your extracurriculars. That's the way I see it. So, like, if I was verified on Instagram or verified on Twitter, right? Blue <laughs> check mark. Mm-hmm. It, it essentially, it just adds a blue check mark to my track category. Mm. That's the way I interpret it. Because at the end of the day, they still read your essay, they still look at your grades and all your other things. Um, and you're still evaluated on that first. 
and they're not like obligated to um admit you or anything so like there's quite a few schools that i was getting athletically recruited to but i didn't get in academically uh, for example u chicago um but there are places where i did get in academically fortunately like cmu but i did you know having a blue check mark at the end of the day it's still a blue check mark so the way i see it is like it's just adding extra validity to your uh, extracurriculars so like me being a recruited athlete for Carnegie Mellon is uh, a kind of like extracurricularly equal to I don't know maybe someone being on IML or something like that mm. so um, you yeah. like this process of being um, a really good track and field athlete in high school so did the coach at CMU like actually reach out to you and so I reached out to schools that I wanted to get to. Okay. Um, typically, schools reach out to you, um, but I wasn't good enough to the point where I was getting reached out to by too many schools. So I got reached out to by like you know some of the local smaller schools that I mentioned, like random middle of nowhere schools like Cincinnati Central University, <laughs> stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like I had been getting reached out to in that manner, but like. At that point, academics was more important. Uh, but for the places that I had been reaching out to, I was reaching out to like D3 programs that uh, were known for academics. So this is like Carnegie Mellon, UChicago, Emory University, Washington University in St. Louis, um, mm. Johns Hopkins, or John Hopkins. I don't know if it's plural or not. People are <laughs> yeah. very picky about that. <laughs> I think it's Johns. Um, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Get, get, get over yourself. Anyway, that <laughs> school um, are like, there's a school in New Jersey called Stevens, Univers- Stevens Institute of Technology, uh, stuff like that. Um, I was like prioritizing academics first, obviously. But since like, you know, track was just a lifestyle for me, if I could continue that in college, that would have been really nice. Uh, so that was kind of like one factor for me so looking at colleges. Actually, I did I did have a chance to do track at Cornell, almost, um, but almost. that ne- that never happened. Oh. That that's that's a mini story in and of itself. But I will pause for questions because I've been talking for a bit. <laughs> pause for questions. Uh, no, it's like the presentation. <laughs> Listen, I do want to hear that story. Patrick, I think... why did you send Sussy Baka in this chat? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's because we're talking about Among Us. <laughs> And you sussy back. I never actually understood like how that even came then, to be. I just saw that people said that and then they had among us photos it's, it's just, along with it. I, and I don't I, want to know, Len. I don't spend too explain much time on TikTok. No, I don't there's, need to know. There's not much explanation. Okay. It's just making fun of like all right, that's already enough. Thank you, Len. Thank you, Len. <laughs> um, I I just yes. want to. I think what Let you said, questions. um, it it like lines up with what uh, Seaver was saying, like how the whole process worked for him as well as an athlete. Because mm-hmm. um, we kind of asked the same question, him being uh on the swim team. So 
Wow, so is this unoriginal content for the podcast? Listen, (laughs) it's different. Interview-themed podcast. (laughs) Listen, it's... uh, There's more to me than this. It's a cool perspective, and I really appreciate it. Your mom's a cool perspective. She is. Or maybe not (laughs) to some people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) I said what I want to say. Let's listen to this Cornell story. What what is this Cornell story? Does does Nail have anything to say? Um, uh, nothing uh, as interesting as the Cornell story, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. So, yeah. Now, I actually found out that I got into CMU a bit earlier than other people. Mm, so that lines up happened? with Seaver uh, as well. He said the same <laughs> thing. I was just driving home from the gym one day, and I got a call from my coach. Sorry, let me preface this story. Now, I I had been competing with, like, a group of people outside of my public school. I had been going to, like, this, like, small gym. But there was a great network of throwers there. And I had, like, met a lot of, like, really good people in the throwing community. Like, I have second-degree connections to Olympians and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Oh, my God. All right. Um, Okay, Flex. And, like... (laughs) um, But... Yeah, it was just, like, pretty cool to be in that kind of environment. But because of that, I was able to um, connect with the coach at Cornell. And, you know, he sees me, and I'm like, I, I come from a school where there have been Cornell track. Actually, yeah, there had been a Cornell track athlete. And, you know, I had the academics for it on paper. Like, and I think for the Ivy League specifically, if you have a plus 1400 SAT and athletically recruited, you're, like, set. Um, and for me, I had above those requirements, fortunately. So, like, now for me, for the Ivy Leagues, I was just, like, I was a possible if on the athletic side because I kind of, like, glowed up athletically senior year. Like, my junior year stats, which is typically what they recruit you based off of, wasn't that great, um, but he saw a lot of growth in me, and he was kind of, like, willing to take a bet on that. This is the Cornell um, guy? Yeah, the Cornell guy. Okay. And so we were texting, and the day he texted me was like, he like got my number from someone or something like that, and just out of the blue, it's like, hey, Len, this is Coach um, Redacted <laughs> from Cornell. I was like, oh, gee, hey. It's like, yeah, let's schedule a time to talk and get to know each other. And so usually this is like him reaching out to me. We talk about my background is athletic goals are et cetera, et cetera. And him like trying to recruit me and stuff. And so like, while nothing was formal, he had told me like, yeah, essentially, um, now I'm not going to say anything to you right now, but if you come to Cornell, I expect you to be at, uh, at at practice. So I was like, Oh shoot. That's like really cool. I could like, I don't know, be at an Ivy league, be at a division one school. Like, that would have been pretty sick. Cornell is Div 1? Yeah, all the Ooh. Ivy Leagues are Division 1. Okay. Mm. Um, and so, but then, so I was, like, all giddy and happy in the gym. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, guess what? And then on my way home from the gym, I got a call from the CMU coach. It's like, hey, Coach Rogers, what's up? I'm like, hey, Len. <laughs> These were, like, verbatim. As well. Hey, Len, <laughs> do you have my number saved on your phone? I was like, uh, yeah, what's up? I, or, yeah, I do. Why, what's up? 
because you're going to need it for the next four years when you're going to Carnegie Mellon. <laughs> I was like, now this was the most like unfortunate congratulations that I could have gotten because the day that the prospect of a Division One in the Ivy League school was put in front of me was the day that I had gotten into CMU. Now, for context, I er- applied early decision to CMU. And like for the longest time, even mm. like I had done a in-person visit to CMU, and like for the longest time, even like track aside, like I really wanted to go to Carnegie Mellon just because like I was interested in CS to begin with. It seemed like a good balance of like city and not city. Like there's just a lot of things I liked about CMU as a school. Um, but then it was kind of like the idea of Cornell was cool. Okay, so then the, I was kind of conflicted. I was like, oh, this is kind of awkward. Like, I got an early decision, so I have to go. But, like, I could mm. theoretically not go and then screw over everyone from my home township for Ivy League, right? And then I thought about it some more. Like, I got advice from other people. And obviously, now I'm at CMU. But. Oh, it, the, the idea was essentially like, if you had a. Let's say two girls, right? One and is one like cup. a, a, Sorry. and you had one cup. Okay. Um, no. <laughs> if you had, if you had, let's say you have two girls, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll call one tap in from <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Like one, one is a childhood friend of yours, and like you guys are best friends, and you can see something romantically, and like just the way you interact is like. <laughs> Super cute on? and wholesome <laughs> and everything. Okay, that's girl. That's 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 girl A, right? That's you. Right. Like yep. like you you've been together for a while. And is this a like, real girl? You've had some up. And, no. Um, Are you sure? And then yes. <laughs> and then mm. let's say there's a girl B, right? Mm-hmm. Girl B, you don't really know her. She's pretty hot. Um, girl B was Cornell for me, and girl A was seeing you. Oh. Um, Maybe girl no, B in your example has to be like some goth girl because Cornell has a history of um, depression. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, like at the end of the day, it was like I had been wanting to go to CMU for the longest time. Um, thank God. It so <laughs> the only thing that was exciting to me about Cornell was the status that came along with it. Not, like, for the actual school itself. Like, I didn't really know much about it besides, like, you know, it's an Ivy League. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I've been very happy with my choice so far. There's definitely been some really tough moments at CMU, but it feels like a choice that is fitting for me. Like, it, I, I feel a lot more comfortable or, like... Or at least, like, I feel like CMU fits me better than Cornell would have. Yes, and we're glad you're And it's that. also pretty crazy, because, like, had I not gone into CMU with my athletics, um, my next top choice was uh, Stevens Institute of Technology in New Jersey. And, um, they're both pretty good schools, but, like, on paper, by rankings, I guess. I feel like an asshole for saying this, but uh, they're pretty far apart <laughs> um, that's alright so like, one, one like, like I've never heard of that place so you know yeah so one was like a target well, well CMU was like a shotgun or reach school yeah reach school mm-hmm. and then um, 
and Stevens would have been like a match or a safety for me. Okay. So, uh, yeah, like my life could have been very different had I not gotten into CMU. So like, the notion of Fang and everything would have been mm-hmm. like way out of question and stuff like that. What made you so interested and want to go to CMU? Um, so this must have developed before or during these college applications because you decide to apply ED, right? So, so what was I, um, it about CMU? I th- the first thing was uh, the notion of using track to get into college, a, a college that I might have not gotten into just purely off academics. And the second thing was like, a good CS because I wanted to do computer science. Okay. Now, CMU CS speaks for itself. Um, compared to its similarly ranked things, I wasn't good enough athletically for MIT. And UC Berkeley is Division One. Stanford is Division One. So that's that. Um, also, the CMU track coach is specifically very good for throwing, um, which is what I do. And he like. He has a very strong resume of throwing. I don't know if you've seen like articles, but he's like... How is he a coach then, if he throws all the time? What's up? He doesn't throw, he coaches throws, right? Yeah, he's making like a gamer reference about like throwing the game. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my. Patrick, (laughs) that that was not very poggers. I thought that was a good one. I love it. <laughs> that went way you threw that way over my head. Well, clearly <laughs> it only went over your head because Len understood that I, so easily. No, I was I was confused at first, and then I remembered what I'm talking. I remembered the fact that I'm on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured, okay, there's probably okay. Anyway, yeah. So he's like very good for throwing, and I thought you know like it would have been very fitting to like do that right so because typically a good throwing coach is hard to find um throwing is like a very niche thing Mm. and it's kind of hard to find good coaches like my public school coach wasn't that great he's a lovely guy i love him (laughs) but he it's objectively he objectively is not a thrower right he's just Mm -hmm. an english teacher who did (laughs) he was in high school um So I had to like go outside and find more resources myself. Uh-huh. Um, but having that, if having like him being a good throws coach, that would have been like really great and really cool to learn from him. And like he, had, you know, he's currently, or I guess he's no longer at the Olympics because it's over. But like, yeah, he went to Tokyo as the USA coach and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and cool. even even before that, he had a long tenure of like going to coach world championships and stuff like that. So, wow. Um, yeah, like, people are always, like, kind of surprised, like, oh, why is the CMU coach um, from the Olympics? That's so random, but it's actually not that random. He actually has, like, a pretty long resume of, like, these kind of things. Anyway, um, yeah, so that was the thing that drew me in first. Like, you know, this is already sounding really good on paper, right? Top CS school in the nation. And I can do track. And it's not only good for track, but it's good for throwing specifically. So it was like CS and throwing. That's already like a pretty uncommon combo that was like appealing to me, right? Mm. And then when I looked more into the school as like a school, it just kind of like drew me more to it. You know, like uh, the city of Pittsburgh seemed like, you know, it's still a city, but 
it wasn't like overwhelming maybe like new york um it's like uh it's a very safe city relative to somewhere like southern chicago st louis um, st louis yeah i have a friend um, who goes to wash you baltimore i have a friend who goes to wash you um in st louis and he tells me like stories of just people there getting robbed and shit like his exactly friends. like it's crazy think, also think about it like south side chicago right yeah that's where like a lot of <laughs> literally rap art this is like Derek Rose and or he's not rapper like NBA players like Derek Rose, Anthony Davis, rappers like Chief Keef, like literal like gang activity. Like by definition, like gangs. Derek Rose's like, come from gang activity. No, Chief Keef. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I like how you mentioned Anthony Davis and Derek Rose. Oh yeah, because he's also he's also because they're from that area. Like it's yeah, just straight yeah. hood, I, right? I get it, yeah. Um and then in in the heart of that, we have the University of Chicago. Same <laughs> 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 same thing with plural slash singular John Hopkins, right? <laughs> Johns Hopkins right? is in Baltimore, and Baltimore is not like the best place either. Um, so like that that's one thing, right? See, Pittsburgh is like where we are in Pittsburgh is the most dangerous thing is drunk college students. You're, for, for the most part, you're not going to be in danger, of physical danger of your life. You might get like, you might see some sus drunk college kids being drunk college kids, but like, no one's like out to get you for the most part. Yeah, now, I've never obviously, seen so obviously, many. Obviously, I have to note that I speak from like, a point of privilege as a tall guy. <laughs> um, probably don't know what it is like, like a lot of the other things, but even like by the num by the numbers, like Pittsburgh is like pretty safe compared to a lot of these other places. So that was one thing. So like been babbling on for a while, but like we mentioned so far that you know throwing and CS already attracted me. Right, this is top tier CS and top tier throwing that I was good. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm sort of like justifying the auxiliary reasons. One being Pittsburgh is safe, um, like pretty chill city. Uh, two was like, I think I appreciated the notion of a medium sized college. Like, for example, Rutgers, big New Jersey State School, would have been like a lot of people. And I don't know how I personally felt about being in like a huge school like that. Also, didn't know how I felt about being in a tiny school, like maybe those small little arts ones in like the New England. So, like, kind of like a happy medium there in terms of size for CMU. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, just like some other auxiliary reasons. Those, those are probably just some other random things that I thought of. And then when I, um, I also got to do a visit there in person. Ooh. Um, and when I did that, I had met like a group of pretty fun people. And like, it just nice. felt like a fun and wholesome time. Dude, it seems um, like these... And I also got to... Oh, yeah, I also got to sit in on a lot of classes. Uh-huh. Like the, I understood nothing. Like, I was in one... It was pretty funny. I was in 112, and they had a quiz that day. Um, And I just sat in, and I got a piece of paper, and I took the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you I have to pass no it idea. in? I had no idea how to do any of it. And then when they were passing it in, I was like, 
well, I'm not a student here, so I'm going to just keep this for the memories. So I put it in my backpack. And then the dude sitting next to me was like, what the fuck? What? Are you not turning it in? I was like, I don't go here. He was like, what? Because I think he might have been like cheating off of me too. Oh my god. Did you actually write shit? Yeah, I was trying to solve it because I knew a little bit of Python. Too bad for him. But yeah, so I got to sit on 112. I also got to sit on like hard classes like constructive logic. Or Klogic, oh. uh, 15317, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty crazy because I, it was Professor Curry teaching it at that time, and he would end up teaching uh, 150 in one of the semesters that I TA'd it. So I don't think he would remember me as a high schooler who visited his classes, <laughs> but still. Do you still um, have your 112 quiz? No, nah, I don't know where it oh. is. <laughs> <laughs> so but, sad. Um, but yeah, I was I just like being able to sit in on the classes too. Like it, it, it felt like a very realistic thing for me. Now, did I like computer science the same way I like eating ice cream and watching movies? No, not at all. But mm-hmm. did going to sit in on classes make me feel better about it? Like, yeah, this feels like a realistic option. Like, this is something that I think is pretty neat to learn. Um, and you know, like I, I feel suited towards doing this work a hundred percent. So yeah, the, the two, like, you know, CMUCS speaks for itself. And then the coach being really good for throwing specifically those two things already in and of itself is like a big enough draw for me to be like, yes, this is top choice. Mm. But then on top of that, being able to visit in person, uh, helped me justify a lot of the, uh, yeah, auxiliary, auxiliary reasons. Yeah, anecdotally, it seems like CMU should put a lot more resources into using these college visits as a recruiting tool because now we we did the same ask with Gus and he said that was the main reason why he chose CMU as well. And then mm-hmm. you were describing this as one of the auxiliary reasons as well. So it seems like. Mm-hmm. It's really working out, um, just showing people the experience um, of yeah. sitting in a class, <laughs> taking a one. And for quiz. for me, oh yeah, for me, mine was like an especially real experience because for kids like Gus, they go through probably like Tartan overnight, right? And so they have like fun things like free T-shirts, events, <laughs> like things that are geared towards them and marketed towards them. Right? Yeah, mine was planned through athletics, and what that means was. I got matched with a kid on the track team. I slept on his floor in, ha- in Scoble. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just like literally showed up to lectures, like nothing planned. I didn't do go to any like fancy tours and stuff. And that, that was because um, I had already done like a tour before mm-hmm. uh, when like visiting once with my family. So I just like wanted a real taste of CME to see if I could actually see myself here. Um, and so, like, yeah, I just had, like, a very real taste. So, like, no, no bells and whistles for me, no free t-shirts. just literally just fucking classes <laughs> all day. Is that, going to track is that what you did? Like, did you do anything else on, my on vi- that trip? On my visit, yeah. on my visit I, I, well, I ate food with, like, the teammates, got to talk with me people. 
and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, no, like, no parties, no, like, no fun presentations or whatever, just straight classes and eating teammates and stuff. What food did you eat? Oh, shit. Was this you have to understand for diversity athletes, like, there's a certain sentimental value to shots. No, like, Seaver, we didn't talk about this on the podcast, but he's mentioned to me, like, he just loves shots just because. The swim team and the track team yeah. is, is a big thing. Why? Like, obviously, the food isn't that great, but, like, as an athlete, it's a fucking buffet. you've worked out, you want a lot of food. You have freshmen you can abuse for blocks. It's on campus, it's not too far. And then, yeah. like, having that big dining hall area in the back. You can just like it's like just literally last supper with the whole team, like it's a whole banquet, and like everyone's just booing, talking, and catching up about life, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's a nice vibe. Fucking love shots. Um, and then after you do that once or twice, it just becomes convenient. Yeah. When you were talking about the tour guide or not having a tour guide, I remember you signed up or want to like do tour guide stuff for CMU, right? Oh yeah, I and, used to be a Tartan ambassador for Carnegie Mellon University. Yeah, how did that turn out? <laughs> so I this was like a f- paid part time job. Um, I was a tour guide for CMU in the fall of 2020. Um, I did I conducted tours virtually, so oh, I would essentially what? talk over. I talked over a yeah, presentation. Down. Gather town. <laughs> it, 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 it was it was just on a Zoom session, but I talked over that. So like actual like high schoolers who signed up for this, high schoolers and their families who like actually signed up for this stuff, and I just talked to them about what CMU is and stuff like that. Did you do like um, a virtual tour? Like yeah, virtual. I mean, virtual tours were really big, right? Especially at the height of the pandemic, like. So yeah, There's how no did they work? For the kids. I, I don't get how it's, how it's work. literally just a seminar. So like we had a 3D map of CMU, and Ooh. we would like click through it, and then um at certain stops there would be like pictures, and you'd talk about the pictures and talk about your experiences. But it's literally just like the normal tour guide tours, except it's over like a presentation. Mm. How um, did students ever ask like questions? Uh, like, what were the kinds of questions? Yeah, yeah. So, and... it's all the dumb stuff. Like, <laughs> what's the one time where you've been able to exercise collaborative interdisciplinary knowledge in your studies? <laughs> <laughs> or like, or like, it's a lot of like buzzwordy kind of things, mm-hmm. like stuff. Or, or, or you get the par- concerned parents that are like, um. What is your sleep schedule? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, stuff shit. like that. Um, I don't know if I can find it still, but like there Did were. You tell a the list truth about like, your sleep. No, schedule. of course okay. not. <laughs> 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 of course not. <laughs> so that was also the reason why I only did it for one semester and I didn't continue it. It's pretty low time commitment. It's not that hard. You just talk, but I just like hated lying get it kids like in my opinion it felt like i was just lying straight through my teeth do i like cmu yeah do i want people to come here yeah but the way they did it was <laughs> i just i really disliked it 
Um, oh, shit. And so, let me find Parton. I mean, it so, sounds like, yeah, like doing a uh, tour guide shit. Maybe it would be more fun if you did it in person. You did it in person. Yeah, Do you also... think it would be more fun? Oh, damn, I don't have access to this folder anymore. Uh, <laughs> what was the what was going to be in the folder? Uh, like a list of um tough questions. Yeah, were like were there questions that you couldn't answer or like that were like really Typically, tough to no, answer? They're, they're usually not that bad. It's like was oh. there a list of like the sleep schedule question? Was that like lie about your sleep schedule? Is that like, they took okay, the instructions? No, it's, it's not. <laughs> they're not saying lie. It's just like you just have to be very like um. Present like, CMU in a positive be, be, light. No, you you just have to beat around the bush a lot, right? And uh-huh. So if you ask me what's my sleep schedule like, I'm not gonna say I've pulled all nighters for assignments. I say, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you know, Carnegie Mellon is a difficult school with its ac- academic prestige. Uh-huh. Um, so there there are times <laughs> where there 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 are times where you know things get tough like during final seasons uh but a lot of students are up working together and there's always lots of resources uh during finals week each residence hall will typically do lots of fun activities for example my freshman year they actually had a massage session in our um common area which was pretty cool other other programs might give out little care kits um for my computer science program we were giving care kits really like for the most part, my sleep is pretty good, but that's not to say there aren't times where uh, things do get tough, but even when the going gets tough, CMU is there to provide guidance. Should Wait, I, I have like three questions here. We were given care yeah. kits? When were we given care kits? Yeah, you don't remember the uh, stuff with like the stress in, ball in, and uh, earmuffs? Yeah, in, in, in FIC. Your plugs, your plugs. In, in, in freshman immigration course oh, for CS, we were given care kits. I think I lost everything. Everything I said was, everything I said was truthful. I, I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember I liked the massage. That was good. I didn't go to it, but I, I didn't just remember do that seeing either. a sign for it. Yeah, I just remember seeing a sign for it. What I think Aldrich was like giving people massages. No, no, they got professional massages. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, yeah. I got the last one, actually. Uh, Damn. Lucky I remember. Man. It was really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there, there, there's a lot to testify to that. Aspect. I assume that was your second question, Patrick. Um, <laughs> I don't think I had three questions. I think <laughs> I think oh, okay. it was one question and then a comment. I was um, <laughs> I wanted to make a j- joke, but now is not the time. So <laughs> the times is gone. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Shit. Dang. I missed the timing. Um, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I I say poorly time jokes all the time anyway. But yeah, so as a tour guide, that I just it was just a lot of beating around the bush like that, mm. um, and I just didn't enjoy it. It wasn't worth the time. So because the way I saw, it, like, yes, I was getting paid. Um, How much but was this? It's like ten an hour. Um, and so like, but then this was I was doing a lot of other things on top of this. I was still in Macapella, so TAing. And so the way I thought about it, it was like uh, I had to put in like four to eight hours a week for tour guiding. So I was like, I'm getting paid ten dollars, or I'm I'm getting paid like forty dollars a week to take away eight hours of like time I could be studying and working on stuff. Wouldn't it be eighty dollars then? Not not not, 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 not not in the sense of like. 
not in the sense of like, oh, I could be grinding more. In the sense of like, I am struggling and I barely have time to do my work because I'm mm. like trying to do this other stuff. Um, so like, there, at a certain point, I was like, this is not worth it. So I didn't do it yeah. this spring, and like, Len, I was a lot happier. You really <laughs> yeah. are like the person who seems to be doing everything. Like every time. Mm-hmm you're like doing everything like the number of the list of like different activities like you're doing track you're TAing, doing acapella you're doing this you're fucking hanging out with everyone at the same time you're doing homework (laughs) it's all over (laughs) you're like crazy whenever i hear about it i'm like how does this guy do it i i just put less points in the sleep category and less points in the gpa category (laughs) Well, um, you max out all the other characters, or not max <laughs> out, but you put points in it. Well, uh, so, extra points, man. Like. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the upgrade points for days. <laughs> so, so the, the uh, next year is gonna look very different, though. Like, I don't know. My, you're pretty correct. Like, I'm not gonna deny that I essentially tried to do everything, but it's just not a very sustainable lifestyle. So next next year is gonna be a lot more like balanced and just focusing on myself i think okay um, what what are let's let's, let's hear the so, list so what are you I, doing next year <laughs> to, to, <laughs> it's still a lot so I'm, i'll be doing track mm-hmm. um i'm gonna s- still try to like be an active participant in my church community mm-hmm. um and then i'm in a fraternity uh yeah. yeah. Wait, which fraternity? Those three things. I'm in Sega, the one that. Uh, oh sh- uh, wait, when did you join? Neridian. Nir- Nir- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Please don't Nir- do that. Nir- 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 when did you join Sega? Um, I joined in virtually in the fall um, oh, okay. of 2020, and okay. then I kind of like re- officially rejoined the spring I went back. Mm, yeah. Okay, that makes sense because I I don't remember you being yeah in you Sigma you you, sh- you should have no recollection yeah so that's okay. that's totally valid. So uh, you're not so doing acapella, ca- not doing acapella, not TA. Those were like oh. the two big time commitments that I cut out. I see. Yeah, I think those are and no tour guiding like, as well. Oh yeah, I I stopped that already for the spring, but yeah, so like strictly based off numbers, like. No TAing is like anywhere from I get back twelve to fifteen hours a week. Like Patrick, you know, right? Wait, you um, actually did like twelve to fifteen hours, like I mean yeah, week. there'd be a lot of times where like especially if you're teaching two recitations. You were teaching then, two recitations? Yeah, and then for one fifty, like we have to make materials, right? It's not like for a lot of other classes it's like they give you the materials for us like well, well yeah we have to like create the homework content and lab content and oh stuff, right? yeah there's content creation and then also, content like, creation you're a youtuber <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm straight isabella fawns up in this joint I, that, I realized that joke i know no no i know that one because she's a youtuber okay. for cmu i know i got that <laughs> reference yes <laughs> um, i did it dude i wait i there's so many like i saw um there was a guy who ta'd with with me in 112 like i talked to him once or twice and he has a youtube channel too and then oh, what's like their, their name? 
Nathan like Marquez or something. I don't know if Marquez Brownlee MKP. <laughs> no, it's like Nathan. Nathan actually, something. actually, fun fact: uh, the Stevens Institute of Technology I mentioned earlier uh, is where Marquez Brownlee went to college. For oh undergrad. fuck! Whoa. Why don't um, they market that in like, or do they market that? Not, not really. Because what he's doing is completely disjoint from anything he did from his undergrad. Listen, maybe he developed those skills in Stevens Institute of Technology's version of writing for the professions. Like, his content <laughs> that's creation that's, skills. That is exactly it. Exactly. Um, wait, this is something that I want to talk about. So you. As a 150 TA, you had to do content creation. So you were actually... Did you actually write homeworks? Like, the content So typically homeworks. what happens is... Um, homeworks... There's like... A lot of the homeworks have been written, right? Um, yeah. It's like the same they, problem. <laughs> Rose. Yeah, but uh, they, what at, was the Potts one? At, the... the, the, the um, Don't Starve? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. But at some point... I got that one wrong, too. At, at some point in time, it was written by a TA in the past. Um, and what happens is over time, it gets adjusted and improved. So a lot of my responsibilities, like let's say there's a problem you really disliked and you thought the phrasing was terrible. Like don't starve. Um, I would have thought of ways to maybe improve the phrasing or maybe make the problem easier. So for example, I TA in the summer. Uh, one of the homework problems with this massive proof, it was, do you remember the fuse proof? Where you had to, like, case on yes, like, I remember. five, six, I remember seven the different fusing. things. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was adjusted. That was a terrible proof. I got, like, a 2 out of 15 on that of sympathy points, right? <laughs> um, and one way that that was improved was uh, instead of having people do the entire proof, it was broken up into like 10 short answer questions. So it's like, what do you think the base case is? What do you think the inductive hypothesis is? This is what one inductive step looks like. Can you do mm, the other one? So I like, see. Okay. that's one example of like fine tuning an existing problem. Sometimes new problems, entirely new problems do get created. Um, and you I've get never to be done in... that. Oh, you have never I, you, done that. You, okay. you can be involved, but I've never had the intellectual capacity to know how to involve myself like that. Like, so yeah, some people who are like really into that stuff, yeah, they'll make entirely new problems and they like work out pretty cool and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, at some point in time, all the problems have been developed by a TA and they've just been improved slash altered throughout the years. Mm. And now, and then there's also like, um, small things so for example remember like flavor text uh i don't remember what is that flavor so it's just like in some in like gray boxes and stuff there'd just be like meme explanations so oh like see i an see entire yeah, paragraph yeah, yeah that was like not related to the problem yeah, so yeah, yeah. like the lore <laughs> yeah the lore the lore from our perspective is like lamau we're just trolling right and like if you have time to read it you can read it but then if you don't you don't right that sounds pretty okay right I mean, um, it was like semi cringy, but it's all right. I mean, it's yeah, it's cringy, but yeah, exactly. I mean, like we're TAs of a course you're taking. We're mm -hmm. not. We're gonna be cringy no matter what we do, right? <laughs> yeah, your work. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Okay, the one thing I remember. So, so, about so hold on. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Sorry, sorry. 
Um, yeah, we're going to be cringy no matter what we do. So uh, one, one, one example of a smaller change that I made was one, one f- point of feedback that we got was one student was reading the flavor f- text in entirety, thinking that there would be hints and they like wrote about it in feedback or like they wrote it on the piazza or something and so like if there's ever a problem like that well we have to address it right so one like small edit i made was like on one of the starting homeworks i was like hey if you ever see stuff in the gray box like this we promise you it's a hundred percent like just for the meme more specifically i was like hey um if you see text in a gray box like this, it's what we call flavor text. It's just fun little stories we add. Um, just to emphasize how unserious this is, here is the beginning of the B-movie. And I literally copy and pasted like a section of the B-movie and put it mm-hmm. on a 150 homework just to demonstrate how unserious it is. So hopefully avoid students like that. Um, mm. So now for future 150 students... Uh, they should see the B script, the B movie script on homework one. Um, yeah, that's a little. You made your mark. So, yeah, there you go. That that I obviously that, and then also like helping out with other questions or like revamping solutions, stuff like that. That's the kind of content creation. Not always just like creating straight new problems, but that stuff still does exist. I think Elon was going to say something. I completely forgot, but yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, what else took up all the time? Because you said you averaged 12 to 15 hours per week. I remember when I started out as a TA, more of, like, the in-person. I I don't think I ever averaged that high. Um, But it was, like, maybe, like, 10 to 12. And then so I me... it definitely fell off, like, later on when I just so got more let's, lazy. Let's say... Uh... We had like a one hour, one and a half hour staff meeting, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, we had three hours of scheduled office hours a week. If I taught two recitations, that's also three hours. Oh, wait. Also, just as a bit of context, is this when you were doing it over the summer or... I think this would have been fa- fall and spring Yeah, you did semesters. it fall as well. Okay. Summer is like its own thing. It's kind yeah. Of weird. Yeah. Um, so staff meeting, um, two recitations, office hours, and also like I would need to take time to like make the slides and stuff for a lab. So that mm. would take at least like an hour. Oh, um, right. What else was there? You made slides for all your. Um... Yeah, labs. Mm-hmm. And then, like content creation could easily take like two hours a week or something because you usually have meetings for those and mm-hmm. you actually have to do this stuff. So uh, uh, all the talking that I'm added to right now, I'm at like ten point five. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. But then, Big like, mess. if you add another hour, let's say like for CPS homework when the when the queue is at like forty students and two TAs <laughs> available, like. You know, you jump in so that SOS. people aren't dying. Right? Yeah, 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 definitely. So you add more time for that. That um, same thing happened a lot in one twelve. I'm yeah. gonna say I'm a bad TA, and I usually <laughs> did not help out a lot. 
Um, well, like, I'm, I'm like I'm like saying twelve to fifteen, but you know, I always right. found ways to make it look like twenty on workday. Fuck you. Know. <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to maximize my money from series. That's true. Yes. Also, like you exaggerate it too, because you know, cheddar. That's what we're trying to get. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, fuck. I was gonna. But yeah, say so something. that that's my little tip. So what led us here was um yeah. So without TAing, I'd get back twelve to fifteen hours of my week. Um, mm-hmm. without uh without acapella, I'd get back six hours of my week. So that's already like it's like a sizable three amount. Or four, three yeah. or four more classes worth of time. <laughs> um, or like three more classes worth of time so uh, yeah and I also just want to be able to spend that time to like over quarantine uh, prioritizing like my friendships and relationships with people has become a lot more important in my life so I want to be able to spend more time just like hanging out with people focusing on myself my health like um now, like living off campus, you're gonna have to cook and clean for yourself, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, track is now that track will be theoretically um, in person or like more competing. There'll be stuff like traveling, all that fun jazz. So, mm-hmm. still gonna be a busy time, but gonna try to spend more time focusing on hopefully. Uh, the people I care about and not getting C's in my classes. <laughs> Respectable endeavors all around, I think. Right. What there was I remember what I was gonna ask. So you said that you mm-hmm. or you mentioned TAing one fifty in the summer. Is this something that you actually did? Oh yeah. In the summer. I was a T I was TA in uh summer of twenty twenty. How how did that work when you were doing an internship at the same time? Oh, dude, Capital One was so cheese. I like did three hours of work a day. <laughs> <top. laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this is also like so. With the the answer you're looking for is because of my internship during the day, um, I worked it out such that I could TA during the evening. So mm, I had actually my okay. recitations were from ten to twelve p.m. twice a week, or sorry, ten p.m. to twelve a.m. twice a week. Um and oh. so I taught the kids who were overseas, um oh, during the summer. Okay. We were taking one fifty in the summer, so <clears throat> um yeah. Uh, and then I, my, I also took the weekend uh, office hours, so that's how it worked out to balance out with the nine to five. So and I taught that... after work in the evening, and then I had office hours in the weekend. And did that burn you out? Because that seems like, even though you oh, only yeah, bro, play... I'm so fucking burnt out. I just want a sustainable career now. I have no goals besides that. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds so bad. It sounds. So they, honestly, every time I hear what Len has to do in a typical day, I just I feel don't like, understand. Like, yeah, I no, but the thing is, it's it's it's, fun. it's 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 caught up to me now. Now I just want to like vibe. <laughs> It makes sense. It's, it's, it's kind of, I, I think I, I front-loaded a bit too much. So hopefully I'll regain some motivation later on in life. But for now, 
I want to hopefully bring up my GPA to above a 3.5 because right now it's below that. And then, um, I'm just believing in you. I think you can stay, definitely stay, do it. stay yeah, close do. with the people I care about. And, yeah. yeah. With how hard you work with all the things, if you reduce some of those things and you Which transfer that into the academics, I think it's going to be light work. I certainly hope so. Gonna no be yeah, so and we're all gonna be together. Oh, there we go. Back on. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it's so hopefully that's also a big reason why I wanted to like drop out or stop. Like, drop out. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's just well, I, can't, I, 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 I can't say that the thought hasn't been there. That's also another story. I can oh no. Into. Really? Um, like I. Yeah, that's why I wanted to drop a lot of like extracurricular activities. Um, Just drop those like extracurriculars, or was yeah, it so like then full I could on? Fo- fo- oh, so okay. then I could focus more on academics. But the dropping full on is a different story. <laughs> was this during CMU that you felt like you wanted to do this? Yeah, so freshman fall was pretty rough for me. Should oh, I get into this? I, if you want to share it, like it's up to you. Yeah. Um. I this is something I would want to share to more people, but unfortunately, it'll only go to Gus. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you want to share it with more people, just refer them to this part of the podcast. You don't have to listen yeah. to everything else. With, with, all, with, all due res- with, with all due respect, I'm not sure how much I would refer myself to this. <laughs> hey, no, I, too, I don't even um, tell anyone about this. And you Wait, should. No, Okay, Alon's ashamed of it. I, I don't know we, why he's so ashamed of it. Like, I don't think I, it's I that think bad it's, at all. If you actually listen to the episodes with like Seaver and Gus, I think they're good. Like, yeah, I think it's, they're it's entertaining and listening to. And when, when, when we get old and we look back on these, we're just gonna think about like how troll and fun it was mm-hmm. to record. I and know, stuff like that. and this guy doesn't. <laughs> seem oh, to... no, I, I I appreciate the value of that. I'm making this for myself. That's why I haven't quit yet. Anyway, for for our fans out there that are listening, um, yeah, I'd say like the thought of dropping out was very strong. Like mm-hmm. the thought of dropping out and then attending Rutgers. Excuse me. The thought of uh, dropping out and transferring to Rutgers University, or maybe even doing like a year of community college, was a very real thought for me. Because, like, obviously, you know, like. I came in with pretty solid academics because, you know, it's CMU. Even though athletics helps, it's like it's not going to help that much. But that also means, like, I was, I'm not necessarily... There's, like, this one CMU Confessions post. It's like, sorry, I'm not um, Yusumo Yusuko Challenger IMO <laughs> at um, Proofs or something like that. Um, like, yeah, I wasn't that. Like, I never did any academic extracurriculars like a lot of CMU kids do. Um, so that led me to struggle a lot freshman year, uh, freshman fall specifically. Like, I ended, I ended pretty okay the semester. Um, but what happened was like, I mean, just on top of college, adjusting to college in general being difficult, I felt like I was already behind a lot of people academically, at least within CS. So like, I had just been getting bad grade after bad grade. Like you know how concepts they used to release the um 
the percentiles and stuff, and even for like two forty one and stuff. Dude, I, think. I don't know why um, they do that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I kind I would, of know why, but so you know what your grade is. Yeah, I would very, I would very consistently be around like the twentieth, twenty fifth percentile. So like bottom quarter of the class, right? And like, I didn't expect myself to be that good at CMU. Like, I knew what I was getting myself into. For me, the biggest priority is graduating in four years, right? Mm-hmm. But um, even then, it gets a bit demoralizing at times, especially when you have the heads that are, like, getting super high grades, being like, oh my gosh, I did so bad. Right? <laughs> um, so, like, yeah, struggling a lot. Matrices were just hard. Like, I bombed the first midterm. I think I got, like, a 60-something. So, like, going... And then, like, concepts. I had no idea what the fuck a proof was. I thought I knew what a proof was after studying Pythagorean Theorem in 8th grade to say why, like... I don't know. 3 plus 3 is something. But, like, I was just wrong, I guess. Um, Proofs were hard. And then, like... Okay, I had an A in... Interp, but that's just interp. Um, and then what else? Oh yeah, 122 was also difficult because, like, mm-hmm. I guess I didn't code that much in high school, like a lot of other people who may have done like Usico or something. But you didn't Never. you do APCS? But I, I mean, yeah, like five on APCS, but that also doesn't like say much, right? So 122 yeah. was pretty difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so like. I think let me actually pull up my SIO right now. Oh man, we're trying no, to no, read now. Think... But... <laughs> I, 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 I remember. No, I want to say the exact number because it's pretty crucial to the story, in my opinion. Okay. But my my um yeah, just pretty bad all around. But like my mid semester GPA for fall freshman fall was a one point seven eight. Let me double check on this. Yeah, mid semester QPA one point seven eight. I had uh, A's in <laughs> FIC and GPI. <laughs> um, I had a C in one twenty two at that time, C minus in concepts, and a D in two forty one. Right. So essentially, like C's and D's in all my actual classes, and then like A's in <laughs> fucking English. <laughs> um, so it was a pretty down bad time, right? Yeah. And so I think like one point five or a certain point, like I, like academic probation was a very real thing for me, like dropping out and stuff like that, or like getting put onto whatever those consequences are was very real. And so, um, I was like, I don't know how, but. I need to get my stuff together. And it's very difficult, like, trying... Like, I'm a pretty positive guy, right? Like, a pretty mm-hmm. happy-go-lucky person. But it's very difficult to maintain that, especially when you're being berated by these, like, Omega-smart kids who are like, yeah, I got an A-, minus. I'm gonna cry, or something like that, right? It's like... It, it takes a beating on you. It's like... like yeah, it definitely is grading. And it feels like even... I feel like I might have done this as well, where I'm not trying to be, um, I don't know, like a dick or anything, but you might, like, in conversation, 
actually i don't know if i actually did this but people might in conversation be like oh fuck dude i might get a b saying something like that because mm-hmm. your your expectation of from yeah. all your experience in high school is like a's and it's like yeah you know, now these people and like are like <laughs> right yeah and then and that like, could be like frustrating right or annoying exactly exactly yeah, and so, yeah, you, you put a spot on Patrick. And it's also, like, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, everyone has different expectations for themselves. And, like, if someone expects straight A's, and they want it, that's, like, totally fine, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it, 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 and for me, like, my expectations was not straight A. I just wanted to graduate. But, like, it was still pretty difficult. So I don't know how, but I managed to, like, kiss ass or like work hard or whatever combination of that and steroids i did <laughs> um, I kiss hard work managed to um improve a lot so like i remember my 122 grade like the fucking tracker thing oh God, <laughs> I was, I was, not a tracker though i was on the cusp of like 79 point something and 80.02 or something like that Whoa. fortunately that ended with a B. Let's go. Nice, nice. Concepts, I was pretty scared of having to retake because I did really poorly on that final, but somehow magically. Dude, we all. With a C. As a two. Nobody did good on the final. That final was <laughs> horrible. <laughs> fortunately, concepts ended with a C. Um, nice. And then, so, I mean, that's not a good grade, but I'm just glad I didn't have to retake it because then that would have, like, delayed the graduation process and then that probably would have caused me the question if I should, like, transfer to Tepid or something. For sure, for sure. Um, and then for matrices, like, there'd be times after class where I'd just be like, hey, Offner, can I just, like, vibe in your office and do homework? And would be like, yeah, for sure, Len. And he was very nice. He was very helfful. Like, I'd be able to just go and do homework. And, like, he sounds like, me, like studying strategies. Person. Like, he, he, we, like, laid out, I, like, would review my exams with him and figure out, like, where I went wrong and why and stuff like that. And somehow, maybe some combination of me getting better at 241 and him having a positive impression on me. And then me, I, you know, I got a B on my second midterm, which was pretty good. And then I did apparently well on the final enough for me to end with a B in 241. And then obviously my A in fucking interp. Um, <laughs> I was don't like, discount I guess I can it. flex that on. I can, yeah, I yeah, can flex, I can, no, I can flex my A on uh, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, did you not get an A in interp? Oh, I got a P on interp, uh, pass. It's a P, not a B, a P. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I call you. Writing okay, about literature. Uh, writing uh, about uh, literature. I <laughs> guess. But yeah, any, uh. anyway. Okay, okay, anyway uh, uh, somehow, I was able to um, bring it up in that manner, and I ended with 3.05. Whoa! So, yeah, I was that's very, that's huge. Very yeah, proud of myself, and like that, I was very worried because I was wondering, like, I mean, I like CMU, but am I academically cut out for it? And this semester, it showed me like it's gonna be a hell of a ride, but you can survive. And so Veronica was all like, you know, this is why you're not gonna take two fifty one next semester, um, and you're gonna take it easy and get more used to college. 
And I think that was honestly the best thing to ever happen to me. Because, like, you probably don't want a 1.78 mid-semester GPA kid taking fucking the five-tuple of Q, Sigma, <laughs> lowercase Q. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's... So you took it with like us. That, you right? took it with us, mm-hmm. I remember. So, yeah, I took it with the people who started with 112. It's well, it's also, a lot, too. Yeah. Oh, or people who took 213, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that that's... So... And even then, like, after this, because of this whole, like, wild ride of a semester, I felt like, damn, I'm not really sure if, like, CMU was for me. I'm just, like, I, I've had some pretty down bad moments throughout this semester. Uh, come spring 2020, so the semester after it, I took an easier schedule. I had, like, one CS class, one math class, and then three gen eds. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the semester when COVID first hit. And then I got like B's in my technical classes, A's in my um. Right. This was uh, the spring of freshman year. Yes. Um. And like, you know, still I I got like the the transcript that I was expecting to get, like B's in my hard classes, A's in my easy classes. And because of that, because of like not taking two fifty one, I think I was able to get reacclimated to college, and. It just like felt a lot better. Mm. Um, and this was also the year that uh, the time that I tried out to be a 150 TA, and I think being a 150 TA was what solidified my feeling of belongingness in CMU. Um, and that's why I like really enjoyed being a TA. That was something like very important to me. It was for the first time where I felt like academically I can survive here. Not only can I survive, I can help other people survive. And especially coming from like, you know, 1.78 mid semester GPA freshman fall, like to me, that was a very big deal. Um, And so uh, now that I've done it for a while, gotten bored of it, I want to have (laughs) more free time. But (laughs) when I was doing it, I was very passionate about it. I like really enjoyed DAing. And um, I. If I had more time, or if like I didn't do track, I definitely would TA. Um, but yeah, so like, yeah, finally feeling like I academically fit in was really important to me. Um, then I no longer wanted to drop out of CMU. Now that concludes freshman year. Come the start wow. of sophomore year, um, I started taking some pretty tough classes, and I was still able to survive. Granted, I was at home with my parents taking care of me, and it was COVID. Um, but even so, I just that just kind of put the hammer in the nail. So now, now that's also why now I'm able to like prioritize friendships and people I care about more. It's in a, it's kind of unfortunate, but the reason I'm able to have that healthier mindset is because I have the luxury to have that mindset. Um, what I mean when I say that is like in my freshman fall, freshman year in general, you're in like fight or flight mode, right? Like you're purely on survival instinct. You're not caring about anything else socially or like health wise. I just want to stay in CMU, right? Um, but now that I've satisfied my basic Maslow's needs of like 
knowing that I won't get kicked out of CMU academically, I feel like now I have the luxury to um, chill a bit more and prioritize other things. And especially now that's been hammered in by being a TA, I know now that like I can survive here and graduate in four years. So that's my that that's that's a that's something I wanted to talk about because like that one point seven eight number is 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 kind of shocking. I feel like it's not something you typically see or typically people talk about. Yeah. But that's also why I wanted to talk about it, especially because mm-hmm. like it's it's uh. It's an important thing. Come a long way. Listen, well, your story. And also, even like, all right, one one more quick thing. Sorry. Um, even in high school, it's like kind of similar. Like, it, on a much smaller scale. Granted, like I started in a lot of the non-honors classes, but all of my try-hard Asian friends were all in honors classes, and I would always feel like left out. Um, but then I was able to work my way up into the honors and AP classes. So yeah, it's not on a. Now I wasn't in threat of not graduating high school, fortunately. <laughs> but, um, it's just the try-hard Asians. It's, it's, it's a similar idea of growth there. Yeah, listen, your story—it's like the resilience and the turnaround, the comeback. It's like straight out of Friday Night Lights academic edition like <laughs> yeah. it's a good story it's uh and i think it's great that you are talking about it because i feel like this is the type of stuff that would be great for other students who might be going through the same stuff to like hear your story and like it understand. sounds like it should be something that like somebody goes up on the podium during a week and talks about you know have you ever go you ever uh it's pretty yeah. heavy in the, in the big in the big tent. I remember all those stories that people would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the big tent. Um, um, I don't, but I don't think I um am diverse enough to qualify for that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Certainly not drama. for CMU. <laughs> wait, did we do that in the big tent? Actually, like, wait, no, 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 no. I, said I, that I, shit? Do ha- I think I have my diversity token is that I'm an athlete. Actually, I think mm. that, that I think I could play that card. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's offset yeah, yeah, by the they, fact they, that you're from New that. Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the most like cookie cutter CMU kid ever. It's New um, Jersey or San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, that was in the tent. It was like the community. Wait, I didn't remember that. I right. remember the tent only being like the talent show. Remember that? Brad. <laughs> oh, and Brad, yeah. <laughs> The like the fucking whatever exhibit. Who is this JFK? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. I love you, man. Wait, 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 yo, we need to get Brad on the show. Dude, <laughs> honestly, you know, I haven't spoken. To, I was in the same city as him for a whole four months last semester, and I never spoke to him once. I never saw him. Oh, I actually ran into Brad once on campus. I was like on a Zoom call for one fifty. And he was like rushing to get somewhere for two pens. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, I, I, I was walking and then I looked at him and then I looked away and I looked back. Then he also did the same thing to me. I was like, Brad? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I, I, I sent a quick selfie of us to the, to the um, Discord a while ago. 
But yeah, it, it was a wholesome encounter. I remember that. I swear, <laughs> Brad is going to be like a sleeper guest. As in, you don't expect him to be a, an amazing guest, but then he's going to be Wait, like open up actually, on the though, podcast. I, I, amazing. When when I first met Brad, and I think I've told this to him as well. Like, I thought he was sorry. I just burped. I thought I thought he was going to be like <clears throat> some super like arrogant, nerdy, smart person, right? And I was kind of intimidated by him academically. I, I remember there was a 122 thing, and I went up to him and asked him for help. I was like, hey, I don't get this example from recitation. Um, you're a kid on my floor. Would you mind taking some time like, to talk about it? He's like, yeah, for sure. And the way he just like described things to me was like so clear. Yeah, he was so humble and like comforting and reassuring about it. I was like taken aback. I was like, yo. Hmm. I thought yeah, it was like my my impression of like SCS kids up to that point would have been like just people power tripping about ooh T Sabai Turing machine because <laughs> 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 my my one twenty two TAs were like that oh um, shit but uh, I don't think they even remember who I am it's not that deep <laughs> um but. Like, the way Brad went about things was just so, like, for lack of a better term, loving. Mm, no, I get Brad what you're saying. Brad is actually a really, really good teacher. just, like, taking him back. He has the patience. Yeah. lot for that. He has the patience of Master Ugwe. Like, just a loving turtle. He, like, adapts to who he's teaching. He, he like, personalizes his explanation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a sign of a good teacher. Yeah, have you, on, slightly unrelated note. Have you seen like the Master Ugwe memes? Yeah, like I've seen those. Like there are no accidents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the time. <laughs> there are no Ugwe master accidents. Like, people make memes of that all the time. Um, yes. Listen, I want to just, if you don't mind, um, when you were talking about your struggles during that first semester. Um, mm-hmm. freshman year um, and you at the mid-semester you realize like your QPA um, mm-hmm. I'm if you don't mind sharing I'm curious what were your parents reaction as Asian parents like how did they react oh, yeah. to that and so yeah, yeah that's a good question so I feel very fortunate in that my parents are like very supportive of me and they're not like that typical they're still like very typical like i did piano and art lessons and shit like that um but they don't have that same like level of academic strictness Uh not to not to discredit them but it's also (laughs) because like they weren't that academically strict themselves like Uh comparing my parents academically like they went to like a small place for grad school but it's just like grad school in the sense of like you come from a foreign country and you need grad school to get like a student visa and green card and stuff like that right mm-hmm. um, whereas like a lot of these CMU parents are like fucking VPs at large companies and they're yeah. like PhDs like mm-hmm. dude Eric Chang's fucking dad <laughs> like <laughs> do I know Eric Chang? I don't Erica know Eric Chang him. Oh, Erica. I, Erica I've never, Chang. Like, okay, yeah. Like, her dad, 
Her dad is like some top doctor, like optometrist that's like working for the National Institute of Health. Like, like I guess in that sense, academically, like since my parents were never like too much like that, it wasn't pushed on me that much. Now, obviously, school is important. The SAT classes, um, Kumon, all those. Like, Kumon, yo. <laughs> com- compared to like. A lot oh of other, God. like, strict Asian parents, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. And with that in mind, they, my parents didn't want me to go to CMU in general. Oh. Um, because they were worried about this exact scenario, the academics. They would rather have me, um, you know, go to Rutgers and, like, not push myself too hard. And, like, be more chill um, than for me to, like... Um, go crazy at seeing you or something academically or like in workload and like in the moment i was like you don't believe in me i can work hard blah, blah, blah. but in hindsight like yeah they, they have a good point yeah. <laughs> i'm tired <laughs> hey but you pulled through you made it but, yeah so to answer the question of how my parents reacted is like i think i don't, I don't remember anything particular but like I don't know if I even told them <laughs> specifically about like 1.78, but like just in general, fortunate enough to be like just just make sure you're um, taking care of yourself. As in fact, my parents also are not very supportive of me doing track because um, they don't see it as a uh, direct contributor to my career growth mm-hmm. and. It's also a massive time commitment that takes away from school itself, um, which are both very valid reasons. Um, my like forty percent of the reason I continue track is out of ego. <laughs> is it because of what? Um, Sorry, is out of ego. Mm. Um, I mean, it's like yeah, a so huge like, part of your high school identity, also, right? I like yeah. that's what you said. But um, yeah, so like. Um, yeah, that's just kind of context of my parents' self. I've, I'm fortunate where they're not like 4.0 or no food for you. That's um, good. Yeah. Having support it, like that is good. It's, it's support, but it's also not support at the same time. Right. Because <laughs> like, then as part of me is also like, oh, my parents are right. I shouldn't have ever gone to see you to begin with. Um should have just went somewhere else kind of mindset too well you're proving them wrong also at the same time you're validating to yourself that you can do it yourself and yeah swag that got him <laughs> and hopefully they find <laughs> pride in that as well like they're proud of you for doing that yeah. as I've turned around and gotten better at CMU I think they've also turned around and felt better about me being at CMU because of that mm-hmm Certainly. Okay. Yeah. So, listen. Um, it's listen. been pretty long, so I'm gonna try and like start wrapping it up. But there's two things. I really things. have to pee. I really. Okay. Dude, same. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, uh, Patrick, can this be like its own separate like timestamp? 
Yeah, like, I, I have to pee. Do you want to move it back too? It's like a quick potty break. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do a potty break. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll no wait, back. we can, we can, we can wrap it up. We can wrap it up. No, well, I have oh, yeah. some stuff. If you don't, I still kind of want to talk I, about. I, if you I, don't I can, mind, I can. It's not. It's not that bad. No, no, no. no. Like it, it might go on, <laughs> so we could do like a potty break if you guys. <laughs> I would like a body break. Well, let's please. do. Let's just, just do. A, uh, let's just do a quick. If, if you teachers ever make it like like do the sign language, you, you don't shake your hands with your fingers crossed. What the hell are you talking don't, about? Don't forget no. You have to get a bathroom pass. Yeah, yeah. bathroom pass. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. <laughs> okay, let's do that real quick. Okay, I'll be right back. Reconvene at one twenty a.m. <laughs> yeah, please sure. It's late for me. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Len. I, I I I talk a lot. And no, I yes, love that. Yes. Quality content. Okay. We are back. Quality content. Back from the piss break. <laughs> I really um, hope you include that part about your mom. Got him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, there's two things that I still want to quickly talk about. Um, so one <laughs> thing is I saw. So I have this whole habit of disabling and enabling my Instagram. Um, and I had to disable it for a good, like six or seven months and then I'll like enable it just to see what's happening and then try and disable it again. So I enabled it like two weeks ago and then, or like three weeks ago and then I couldn't disable it because Instagram like blocked me from disabling it within the same week as enabling it. So I just had to open, um, this is all just context to say that I saw a post or multiple posts from, I saw that you went to Florida right? Um, Ah, yes. Around, like, I don't know how many weeks ago. And a couple of our other friends were there as well. Ayub, Adrian, Julian. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what happened on this Florida trip? Um, It was for a music festival, I know. Yeah, so a couple of our friends and us, uh, we went to Rolling Loud Miami. Uh, It is a um, hip-hop music festival. Uh, located in Florida. And, wait, uh, wait, wait. Is this the one where the baby was like on yeah, stage? Yeah, this was the one yeah. where the baby got canceled. And someone threw a shoe at him, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. that's not even like the worst thing that happened. I know he said like homophobic stuff as well. Oh no, no, that's the, I, I am like shoe throwing. Like, yeah. Um, one of the artists like went into the crowd and got his hair pulled and got his like diamond expensive chain stolen oh my god <laughs> and then he got up from the crowd and then just left the stage without saying anything that happened to a trippy red if that rings, or mm-hmm. that matters at all um but yeah so i i'd never been to a uh, music festival before so it was um it was really cool uh it was, I think it was, we would always try to get towards the front um, and like push through so we can get closer to the stage. And um, being able to see the artists up close is just like pretty cool. Yeah. I saw that um, you went to like uh, Post Malone, um, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we went to a good amount of people. I don't can't even remember. Travis Scott, I think I saw that too. Yeah, so the ones that they posted on Instagram were uh, Travis Scott, Post Malone, Kidler White, and Lil Uzi Vert. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it was 
pretty cool. How did this um, uh, trip come to be? Like, did you guys just discuss, <laughs> or how did it how did it come to fruition? Yeah. So, Nadrina, <laughs> um, one of our friends. Okay, please don't. Is, please. <laughs> is uh is pretty into like uh, buying and reselling tickets. So he had like these tickets for this festival. Um, and he also wanted to go himself cause you know, it's just like a pretty lit festival. Um, but as he was like trying to find people to go with and he brought the idea up to me and I was like, yo, I'm so down. That just sounds like really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that. And then we like increasingly tried to find more people. Um, excuse me he wanted to uh, find he, he had a few friends from home who wanted to go and then um, we were going to go with some other SIGAP guys as well uh, but then they ended up not being able to come so then uh, we had already like looked, we were trying to find like an Airbnb um, and so we wanted more people to be able to come and so we started asking around. Ayub was interested, so then that was really cool. Um, and then, just kind of last minute, Julian was also interested, so that was really cool. Um, but yeah, so it was it started as like a Adrian um, had these tickets to begin with, and then I was really down. And then uh, Adrian handled a lot of the logistics. I tried to help out where I can, um, but we were able to plan this trip. And yeah. How long did you stay down there? Nothing too fancy. Was this also Um, during just like a weekend of the internship? Yeah, so I took some PTO for this. Mm. Um, I I took like a Friday off and then a Monday off. Nice. um, To travel. So we traveled, left Thursday night, um, got there Thursday night. Um, and then the first day of the festival is Friday, second day Saturday, third day Sunday, and then Monday was a travel day. So I traveled back on Monday. Yeah, so three day festival with Thursday and Monday for traveling. Solid. Yeah. Makes sense. So what's your uh opinion on music festivals now? Do you still you excited to you what would you want to go to another one? Yeah, so this is my first ever one, and you know, it's it's pretty like um, annoying, I guess. In some scenarios, like it, it's hard to get water. You're very sweaty. Mm-hmm. You're like up close with a bunch of people. It's pretty tiring. Oh right, in, like, this is in Florida, like, right? So nobody's yeah. wearing masks, right? Or yeah, yeah, um, stuff like that. Um, but it was just like, yeah, if you don't like getting dirty and sweaty, it's not for you. Sounds like it's Um, not for me. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, otherwise the experience itself was like pretty fucking sick. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I definitely would do it again, though. It takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of money out of you. (laughs) So, um. I'd probably not do it again for a while. Mm-hmm. I think I might just go to like individual concerts. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but yeah for sure i think what one thing this festival has assured me is like i definitely want to save some more money to attend concerts and just like events in general because mm. experiences are fun capitalism at work yep. nice. well instead in, instead of like restaurants instead of I'm, restaurants so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to eat out less okay listen um, food is good too yeah it's good as well um, i can make food oh god i'm dead yeah uh but yeah so uh that was that Mm-hmm. That was a really a really cool experience. Um, yeah, would would do again, but not for a while. <laughs> I had fuck. You were talking, and then I had another thing, and then now it's out of my head. Okay, I'm just gonna move on to the other thing that I want to talk about. In was... my head, I haven't heard that song in so long. It's really late. For me was that during the? Like... Loopy. <laughs> no worries. I'm gonna no, wrap no, it up not at all. right after in my in my head. It, no, no. In my head, Jason. Oh, I remember what it was. Okay, so I'm gonna um, mention the first thing. So during this like quarantine time, going down, going down. You yeah. learned <laughs> how to cut your own hair, right? Oh yeah. How. This is something Patrick, that I why think... do you have so much like how, why do you have so many facts about me? I feel like slightly violated. This is what <laughs> I I try to do to prepare for these podcasts, right? I think of anything. Like, like you, it's what you're supposed it's what you're supposed to do and you're doing a good job and that's why I feel violated. Thank you. I I appreciate it. Yeah, we, we go through a really rigorous preparing process for this podcast. Yeah, more like I is do. It, it's it a, rigorous, it's a, a rigorous process of Patrick looking, remembering his relationships with people in the lawn, just looking at the dog. <laughs> I think you've kind of nailed it. Or, yeah. You've really kind of nailed it right there. Glenn, no, you, you know me, you know this podcast so well. Have you ever watched Hot Ones? Uh, yeah. yeah. You know how like people are the the celebrities are like pretty taken aback by Sean Evans questions. Yeah, yeah. Like that that's how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> Dude, mm. we should do it. I mean, I guess it's already been done with hot ones. But it's a really good concept. Live hot ones? Well with T B D three B hot ones version. We'll do it live. Yeah. Yeah. Video record it. Yeah. Our first video episode. Okay, so we were straight rip off hot ones. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, it's the CMU version. This is Sean Evans, and you're watching Hot Ones on First We Feast, where you eat eat hot wings with even hotter questions. Today, I'm joined by special guest Alon Biswas. Alon is a software engineer at uh, a redacted company. (laughs) (laughs) Where apparently he did his entire project in one week. Not the whole thing. All right, that's, that's... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Most of it, but <laughs> Jeez. giving him too much credit there. Um, all right, cutting your own hair. Like this is something that I want to do when I'm in Pittsburgh. You essentially because... have like my hair, but simpler, bro. Listen, I'm gonna. I want to like learn from you. I want to tutor. Exactly. So, I'll, like, how I'll did you cut your hair, and then I'll let you cut my hair too? Oh, that might be better than like cutting your own hair, right? Like, how did you? It's a little bit different, but uh, yeah. What's like? How did you decide to do start doing this, and like, how did you so get my started? My family is like 
pre-COVID, con- was, like, very COVID conscious. So, like, going to the barber was, like, not, no bueno. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I I didn't really like the feeling of long hair. It's like, more to wash and more to clean. No, I agree. Um, I so feel the same. Like itchier, easier. Mm-hmm. Itchier, easier. Um, and, like, my mom cut my hair growing up, but it was just, like, you know, you shave it all across nothing crazy Uh um so i was like you know what if i start cutting my own hair i can um like maintain it to a certain extent uh without it going crazy over quarantine and i can avoid going to barbershops and I can save some money. That's my main concern. (laughs) I want to save the money. Yeah like one trip to the barber shop was like 20 bucks and you do that once a month yeah that's it's a cost 12 times 20 is 144 yeah wait wait what that's 240 (laughs) two sorry i was thinking of 12 times 12 no worries yeah that's that's 240 dollars that's like a few fast food meals right there exactly um few late night mcdonald's trips few late night um (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh yeah so um i started i think that was just the general inspiration i tried watching some like tutorial videos Mm -hmm. um just to like understand it now i i had communicated with my barber like not during covid but like just when i was pre-covid like, I knew very specifically what I wanted to get up for my hair done. Mm-hmm. So if I could just emulate those instructions for myself, I could get somewhat of a decent cut, I imagined. Um, so, yeah, it, it just started with, like, one day I was like, you know what, screw it. I'll just try it. Um, and I, yeah, one day I just went for it and I cut my hair. By myself, and um, and it turned out super well. <laughs> I think it trial. looked, yeah. I think the final result, looked the result that you posted, like the picture, oh, from way back when, uh, whatever it was. I don't know if that was like a, uh-huh. after a yeah. few times, but I, I think I don't, it turned I don't out know well. what I posted specifically, but yeah, like there's a lot of trial and error. But the good thing is, like, with my hair, it's like. To a certain extent, you can't really mess it up that much. Like, it's just short hair on the sides and slightly less short hair on the top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, for example, compared to like black people hair or like curly hair, like yeah. Asian hair is a lot easier to cut. It's just like I agree, straight spiky, just go bye bye. Black hair, black hair requires a lot more knowledge about like. I don't know, the shapes and stuff, what kind of products to use. Um, curly hair is just like, I don't know, it's a whole thing. More of a hassle. And like female hair too is different. Like <laughs> you, you want to cut it at like different levels. That's the whole yeah, other I, I just, universe. Yeah, I, I just kind of got into like hair cutting, I guess, watched some videos here and there. But um, I just wanted something that was enough to sustain myself. I'm not like, I don't, I wouldn't trust myself to cut other people's hair that isn't like, basic Asian boy hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, just to the point where 
and then it started that's how it started but then it quickly became like a very relaxing and soothing process because like i just play like rap music in the background um be like the whole vibe. <laughs> rap music is therapeutic yes and then like <laughs> as you're cutting your hair it's like you're you're literally grooming yourself into a new person and oh, there's just something about that that's just like really enjoyable like There'd be times during the semester in Pittsburgh where, like, after a long week, I just feel super dead, super tired, working on 213, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, finally, when I turn that in, I have some downtime to myself. You know, I'm going to cut my hair. And then afterwards, it just feels like, you know, um, you're a different person. Like, and, like, I don't know. When I have long hair, I kind of look like a... Sh- like a very young CMU Asian typical nerd looking dude. <laughs> but when, when my hair is shorter, I actually look older and more mature. Oh. So like, at least that's how I perceive myself. Um, so like, yeah, cutting my hair has been like pretty like fun in that because it's like every time I cut my hair, I am re- like remixing myself into a new person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just a fun thing, and I look forward to the whole process. Cleaning is annoying, but um, yeah, it just feels very nice afterwards. Well, listen, I'm when I get back to Pittsburgh and I need a haircut, I'm going to go to you to learn. All right, we're, because... we're gonna we're gonna have to sync up our hair schedules <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to do unnecessary cleaning. That's if we true. Can kill yeah, two yeah, birds yeah. with one stone, yes. like 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 gorillas, like picking off like ticks off each other's backs. Like oh, fuck, we're gorillas now. All right, symbiosis. I get what you're saying. I mean, I guess is that an example of symbiosis? Kind of. Yeah, it's not, not, something not, like that. I think I thought symbiosis less, so. is like two different it's, organisms. I think it's the whatever the neutral one is because it's primarily Patrick that's going to be benefiting from my teaching. Well, like, I'll just I'll just you know, have a buddy. I'm going to be but, showing you some new skills and techniques I, that I, I maybe you can learn to it. Yeah, I I would love to. exactly. You know, um, want to join in, Richard? <laughs> Richard's also going to be back. I know. Okay, this is what I'm saying. Like, he's only going to be back for one year, though. So I have to look before thinking. It's Mm. not going to be a senior year. That's not going to be an option. So I'm going to have to learn. Did he ever get cut by, like, G&Es or anything? By what? By what? Hair by G&E. I feel like this is more geared towards Patrick. GMEs? Like, GameStop? (laughs) (laughs) So there, there's just like this one barber. Then the place was called like Hair by G and E's in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, in Pittsburgh. No, I and never just did like, that. It's just like the go-to place for all the Asian basic boys. Uh, no <laughs> one told I, me where, about it, so I, I never oh. did it. Where did you go for your haircut? I went to like Supercuts like two or three times, oh, and okay. then the last one or two I went to Richard. I see. Um, once I learned about Richard's services, I exclusively went to Richard. <laughs> it's a good option. Nice. He's mm-hmm. pretty good. Pretty darn good. You want to join in a line, like on our uh, um, hair cutting page? Well, you guys are going to cut each other's hair, so well, I, I guess I I just get my hair cut and leave, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be a three-way. 
Oh, I guess I can whoa. I can do the cleanup. <laughs> you guys cut uh, each other's hair, cut my hair, and then I'll clean up. That's my <laughs> contribution. Okay. <laughs> all right. It's not a bad gig. Yeah. Listen, that's not a bad exchange at all. No. Yeah, okay. So it, it it just kind of be like um yeah. So the the technical of it is like I um I usually cut the sides first until I think it looks okay. Mm-hmm. Um, more specifically to the audience who understands aka Gus's other non-existent cousin <laughs> um, I usually go from like a 1, 2, a 3 but then I, I or at least I try but then I can't fade it super well so I end up going from like a 1, 2, a 2 or a 1, 2, a 1 and a half so like pretty much just shave the, shave the sides like decently uniformly <laughs> All right, um, and then do that all around until it's like acceptable. And then after that, I start um, using scissors to cut the top. Typically, what I do is I'll like dampen my hair so it like wets down, and then I'll, I try to like cut along so it kind of looks like a bowl cut um, on either side, like a North Korean Kim Jong Un looking hairstyle. Um, the reason for that is because then when it dries up and it goes and it's like stiffens and it raises up, it usually yields like a decently consistent um, All right. like flow. That's just what works for me. I, I didn't really like learn that from anywhere. I just kind of like guess. There's probably better ways, but um, that's just what's been working for me. Kim John Un could learn a thing or two from you. Um, he really could. Yeah, he really could. All right, I'm going to really wrap it up after this one last topic. Uh, this came up okay. when I remembered you are a unique person to me. Um, okay. Only one of two that I know okay. personally that has gotten oh, oh, COVID. Wait. Oh, darn. Oh, was that, <laughs> what were you going <laughs> to get? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna bring up Chinese yo-yo, and I got so excited. Oh. <laughs> Another topic. <laughs> Listen, COVID. I wanted to just sneak this in because it's like yeah. it's a pertinent topic right now. And ten years from now, we're gonna be listening back to this. Is gonna be like, okay, what was COVID actually like? Well, we have a person uh-huh. here who's actually gotten COVID. Hello? Yeah. So, yes. well, well, everyone's like. Um, the level to which they get affected is different, right? Uh-huh. Um, depending on, I guess, the strain and your immune system and stuff like right. that. Right. So let's like let's but provide from, the context first. You got it really earlier on. Yeah. At least compared so, to the time frame now. So I got COVID. Well, rather, one of my housemates had been in contact. Our extended contact with a potential positive case. Mm-hmm. Um, February twenty eighth. He tested positive. This is February twenty eighth of twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. He tested positive. I want to say March first. Um, and by the time February twenty eighth happened, we were already like quarantining from each other within our house. Um, why when I. Uh, he te- formally tested positive March 1st, I think. 
and I formally tested positive March 5th. Um, I got out of quarantine March 15th, um, and my symptoms were mild for the first few days, then a pretty bad fever for two or three days. Um, with like a bad, yeah, bad fever and then just some pretty tough cold symptoms. Uh, fortunately for me, it was like nothing that wasn't curable with, um, some like Advil and Dayquil, but it would, it did interfere with my like academic experience. Like I'd just be sick and my head would hurt looking at a computer screen and because I was sniffing my nose a lot. There's a lot of congestion, and then that led to headaches, too. Mm-hmm. It was also bad, because this was when the first 10 3, 15 midterm was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did pretty poorly on one of those, I think. Not to say that I would have done any better had I not had code, but... I bet you could have. I bet you could have. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think... I, <laughs> But hey, we finished that class. That's in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, for me, fortunately for me, um, yeah, it wasn't anything too crazy beyond just, like, typical sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, like, no need for a hospital or anything like that. That's good. Uh, Very uh, thankful that you... Oh, yeah, and also when I got it, this was sort of, like, when I feel like vaccines weren't too prevalent. Like this is probably like phase March. one day kind of time yeah. frame. I don't think we started mass vaccination yet. Yeah. Around that time. So it was unfortunate. Or we had, but it was like for old people. Or like, yeah, that's for beginning? old people only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember it was the first week of April that they started opening up. Or second week of April. Right. So, did you actually did you get vaccinated afterwards, even though you already got COVID? Yeah. So I got. So because I got COVID, I wasn't really in any particular rush to get vaccinated, because getting COVID and surviving is essentially a vaccination, right? Like my mom asked me, I was like, "Well, what what happens if you like get COVID, but um, like you're not good afterwards?" I was like, "Uh." You die. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Like, like literally, like it's quite the binary decision. It's like you either survive or you don't, right? And if you survive, well, that means your body has adapted and you are now pretty much immune. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, fortunately, I am alive. I think. Um, Yay! So I, I wasn't in any particular rush to get the vaccine. But I felt grateful because, like, a lot of people who were in Pittsburgh at the time, they found, like, many, like, loop-arounds. So, for example, or workarounds or loopholes. Well, I really said loop-arounds. Loop <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for example, like, maybe Ohio uh, entered Phase 1B earlier, or you qualify, or, like, being a university worker qualified as 1A in Ohio. Or, or being a DoorDash driver. Yeah, oh, yeah. DoorDash driver, stuff like that. Like, many people find lots of workarounds. They had to travel really far to get some vaccines. Like, I know some people who went really far. But for me, since I wasn't in any rush, I was like, I'll just wait till the end of the semester to do it. Um, 
But then as vaccines became more popular, um, there happened to be a, like, pop-up clinic that was run by, like, the, like, a very notable Pittsburgh Health Agency, Allegheny Health Network. Uh, it was being run just, like, a five, ten minute walk from where I was living. Mm-hmm. So I was like, damn, that's convenient. Might as well. <laughs> so I got vaccinated. Um, April 15th. Nice. I think that's like, is that sooner than me? I don't think so. I think my first dose oh, it was, was, was pretty, pretty early on. Yeah. I, feel like. and then, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's two days before me. Because my, 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 uh, uh, oh, oh, oh yeah! My <laughs> second dose, my second dose was after the two thirteen final, um, which was probably then roughly May thirteenth, which sounds right. Hmm. Um, that nice. sounds like it. Yeah. So, yeah. well, we're very thankful that you came out of this with no lasting effects. Right? You don't feel like actually. Sometimes I wonder if I have lasting effects because I can't tell if maybe like my sense of smell got worse because there's lots of times where like if I'm with people, people will be like, dude, that smells nasty or oh, that smells really good. Like I don't smell it that much, but like I can still smell when food tastes good and stuff like that. So Mm. it's possible I might have a decreased sense of smell, but I don't know if that's always been there. Or if I just have, like, a stuffy nose or something. <laughs> right. Well, that's a little scary. But, you know, that's... It could be placebo. It could be, like, you just semi-imagine it. Because you know there might be long-term effects. Either way, we're very fortunate um, that yes. you're still here with us. You can do this podcast. Such an amazing <laughs> podcast that is, episode. That is my sole purpose. <laughs> to survive I've to gotta survive, do this podcast to do the podcast <laughs> like this is the Patrick Hong experience who who even is Joe Rogan I only know the Patrick Hong experience damn <laughs> <laughs> alright well um you should I think have a jingle a jingle um yeah like, like there should there should be some intro and outro music. Well, you know what? I can give that homework to Alon, and then it'll never get done. So <laughs> I will think about it. See if there's something. Probably not, because I don't know what kind of jingle I can make. You can have a 1-800 number. 1-800-TB. TB will get your... You, you would want to do something with triplets, right? With what? It's, not, it's like with triplets. It's like a one, two, three, T. That's not a triplet. TBD. Okay, but like a one, two, three, one, two, TBD, three, B, do, do. Oh, you heard yeah, it here first, good. folks. Our new one, two, podcast three, jingle. A TBD with three, B. Perfect. Hey, this is right, the perfect. this is the start After of the idea. We'll, uh... We will um we'll consider that um or, definitely. Or you know what? It's the best idea we've had so far. So. <laughs> um, if you're not first, you're last. 
That's yep, nice guys. Um Um Yep, that's that's I think that's everything that I mainly want to talk about. I, I feel like there's still more topics, but we've gone long enough, so we will end it here. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Len. Everyone. I can barely listen to a one and a half hour episode and here I am talking through a three hour episode. Listen, <laughs> like once you're in the groove, it like time flies, I feel like. Um or maybe it doesn't, but it just <laughs> it can pass by. And you keep talking and you keep talking. And I think you were a great talker, Len. It was an yes, absolute Len. pleasure to have you it was on. Lovely having you. Thank you for coming yeah, on. Sorry. I'm very excited to see you in person. I'm very excited. It's Likewise. gonna be less than two weeks. Um yeah. do do we wanna do another episode Alon before in person next week or no is this um, the season finale here well we'll uh that was that tbd okay all right <laughs> no no this this would be the season finale because then the next episode even if you do one it would mark the start of being in person no but no, no there's still week. one week before so, yeah, i'm not and, uh, uh, i'm not gonna come back until the 27th so yeah, so the next weekend. Um, oh, so would you Alon, do one with Alon? Yeah, we're home? we're that's what we're TBDing, I guess. If we'll, uh, okay, if this is I the see. season finale, but if this was the season finale, this would be the perfect way to end the season. So, thank you. Let's Len. make it the season finale then. Let's work for us. All, All right. right, guys. Thank <laughs> you. For... <laughs> I'm just trying to get out of talking. Fucking hell. <laughs> You see what I have to work with? Unreal. <laughs> okay. Len, thank you so much. I really yes, appreciate you, it. Really. And to all our me. listeners, we will be back for season three. Uh in person for the very first time of this podcast. It's gonna be the very first in person episode. And we're gonna be I'm the... super excited. Um mm-hmm. super excited to see you, Len, to see you Alon. Um and for all the listeners, until next time. See ya. Bye-bye. TBD. One, two, three. TBD. Three, B. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs>